Hi. The Common Man and T-Bone podcast is brought to you by Care Heating and Cooling. Cold or sweaty is no way to go through life. Call my guys at Care Heating and Cooling for all your heating and cooling needs. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. And stay tuned after the podcast for special bonus content from past shows. You got them all hot! Bye. It's time to take a dip in the pool of stupid. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Are you going to do the awake one or the go under one? I don't want to go under. Then the one you do is where you're awake, alive, alert, enthusiastic, and they're talking to you while they're burning everything up down. I like that one. Can you smell your burning sack, Oh, you can smell all of everything. It is quite the human experience to smell yourself burning. I kind of like it. No, you don't. I'll bring some A1 sauce. It's like like pork rinds. (laughs) Chicharrones. Featuring Panama Ted, Leanna Ray on traffic. You know I hate you guys, right? And all the weird sounds the internet has ever made. Just want to remind everybody that it's Columbus Day. He's the only one I've ever met that can handle my junk. Stuff flaps all over the place. Does that make any sense to you? This is Common Man and T-Bone. <laughs> Happy Tuesday. Welcome in. Hello, Bone. Hello, man. Oh, we have a big program today. All the news and notes you need as we go inside the NFL. At 3.48, we have rapid fire in the 4 o'clock hour. We still have no update whatsoever on a potential second vote by the Big Ten presidents and chancellors. Although I did see, and Paul Keel's just talking about it in the Sports Center, that there are lawmakers from six Mm. different states Uh, drafting a letter to the Big Ten, urging them to reconsider their decision. All right, so that'll that'll definitely fix it. Yeah, the lawmakers are going to fix everything. I'm so glad we have this. Are those the lawmakers we've ignored on almost everything (laughs) for the last six months, or which lawmakers are those? What's what's the difference? I'm not sure. We we heard there was going to be some sort of vote. We thought maybe it would come last Friday before the weekend. That has not happened. They have not voted. When are they going to vote? I have no idea. I would assume if there is to be a second vote, and it seems like there's too much smoke here for there not to be a second vote, if they're gathering more medical information, it has to occur sometime this week, right? I mean, you can't drag this out any longer. Number one, there has to be a second vote, not because of anything reported in the last week, but just what are they going to do? Like, just show up and start playing? Like, we talked about this last week. They're going to have to vote at some point, even if it is for January football. So you're right, Mike. Yes, there will be a vote at some point. It might be a month from now, for all we know. But I, I, I am well, with ridiculous. you that I, I doubt that that's when it would occur, right? I think because of all the frustration and... You know, there's lawsuits flying around, which I don't think the lawsuits are really going to do anything other than make them share things they maybe don't want to share. But I, I think whatever reasons they had for not voting or for not having the season in the first place, those reasons are a lot larger than we don't want you to see some of our company emails where like the president of Purdue was like, no season, LOL. Like, I, <laughs> I don't know what you think is going to be in there. It's going to be very professional. Like, do you think we should do this? No, we probably shouldn't. It's not going to really get you anything, I don't think. So the only reason that I think they are proceeding forward with this, as I have said all along, is because I think they believed other uh, conferences would join them. The Pac-12 did. The other Big Five did not. So that's what's caused them to reconsider this because of the flack they've gotten on that. Um, The problem seems to be... There are at least more than a few schools that don't want to get involved in this. The reports out there are saying that 
Michigan is one of the schools that does not want to have a season, does not plan to participate if a season is voted upon. The Illinois schools, you know, obviously Illinois and Northwestern would not participate. Uh, the thought is that Maryland and Rutgers wouldn't want to participate. That's five schools right there, Mike. If there are more that we don't know about that are also hesitant to participate, I think the Big Ten does not want to have a vote until they have a real solid majority, which they still would if those are the only five schools. That'd still be nine schools that say, yes, let's play football. But if it's something like eight to six or you know seven and seven, they're not going to go. They're not going to do this. Well, here, here's what I would like, though. First of all, I'd like them all to say, yes, we looked at the science and we were wrong before. It's much better than we thought. Let's play football tomorrow. In the absence of that, if there are schools, like you said, Michigan, the Illinois schools, Rutgers, Maryland, whoever, if they decide, hey, man, we looked at all the evidence again. We sat down, looked at it again, and we decided it's not for us. Here's why. That's all I want. Yes. Okay, in the absence of not playing football, I want these schools to have to go on the record and say, this is the information that makes us itchy. This is why we've decided not to play. We haven't gotten any of that so far in this cluster. No, we really haven't. And I don't understand what the downside would be for that. Like, I, I, I have said this kind of throughout this whole process that there's got it. The downside of saying we looked at evidence that said your son is not going to be safe playing football does not seem like a bad decision to put that out there. Right now, I guess maybe you could argue that the big 10 had such flimsy science that they don't want to put it out there. Lest the public see how skewed and terrible it is. Maybe that is the case, but if it was so flimsy, what in the world would be the reasoning for them to lose hundreds of millions of dollars based on eh, who knows? Like that doesn't make a lot of sense. You know what I'm None saying? Of this makes any sense. You brought this up last week. I think you may be right on this. Is that could it just be that they were a product of groupthink where they thought, well, everybody's going to join us, so we'll be the leaders. We'll be, I do we'll think, be the, I th- the ones yes. out in front, and they'll think of us like they think of the Ivy League, and we're so smart and educated, we're going to lead the pack. In reality, they misjudged the entire situation. Maybe, maybe they did. All I'm saying is I can't believe that the science would be, on one hand, so flimsy, and yet like the same arguments are being made by the same people, and they don't seem to line up. One is being made that the science is so flimsy that anyone can see right through it. It's paper thin. It's like Swiss cheese. There's zero chance anyone with a rational brain would accept this science or accept these medical reports or whatever they had and say, that's a good reason to cancel. But then also we're led to believe that Kevin Warren and the Big Ten presidents are defiantly trying to lose hundreds of millions of dollars for this conference. And this is like their main goal. And it always has been like Kevin well, I Warren. Don't, I don't understand got, any of that. Like, that's what I mean, right? Like either the science was compelling enough. And then maybe now they've got better info or new info that wasn't there when they last looked at it. There isn't a reason in my mind why they couldn't have said, this looks bad. This looks like it's impossible to play football in the fall. So we're going to postpone until October and then we'll look at it again in a few weeks. And hopefully some new information will come to light, like rapid testing, which we've now seen. Rapid testing has been rolled out a lot better for a lot of these schools. So that's good. That would be something they could easily point to and say, we didn't have that when we last looked at it. Now we have it. We're good. I hope that's what we're waiting on here is just for more schools to get on board with the rapid testing thing to say, look, this is safe. It might be this simple too, Mike. <laughs> All these reports that came out, these speculative reports the last couple of weeks or last even five or six days, 
they all kind of neglected one big thing. Next week's the start of like bigger boy college football, right? Yeah, Don't we? Yeah. We have more and more conferences coming online. Maybe they are waiting to see how a couple weeks of football goes before they put this vote together. I don't know. I mean, I could be wrong on that, but they've been kind of with their finger in the wind trying to figure out what everybody wants to do ever since they made this call. Maybe that's where we're going next is let's watch a couple weeks of football. Let's see what the testing looks like. If it all comes back good, cool, then we can play early November, let's say. I was hoping for something this weekend. You know, I have... I have a little tray by the, the door where I drop my phone. I don't really carry my phone around in my house. I'm like one of the grandpas that still has the landline. So if someone needs to get a hold of me, they call the landline. So I don't necessarily check my phone when I don't have to. But this weekend, I had my phone with me pretty much the entire time, hoping that I would get some sort of text message saying, yes, they voted. Here's the story. Here's the outcome. So I think we're all just sort of on pins and needles. I want the final answer, Regis. I want the final answer. Are we going to have football? Or are we not going to have football? Because now I've been teased. I got in the headspace mentally where I, I thought they weren't going to play. I knew they weren't going to play. And I was pissed off, but I came to terms with it. And now you've teased me some more, and I'm waiting. And I don't know if it's going to be the unlikely situation where we have football in October. I don't know if it's one of these Thanksgiving jobs or if we have to wait all the way to Christmas to get football. But you've teased me, and now I want to know the answer. Stop it. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Let me ask you this question, though, because if you believe the reports, which we don't know, maybe these reports are not true, but Michigan's president has been one of the more vocal people out there. If anybody's gone on record, right, he's been as 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 big of an advocate of it as anyone of saying, didn't think it was safe to play then, really not sure about how we go forward. If it is true that Michigan does not want to play, and let's say that they vote and say, all right, we are going to play, and we're going to go with whatever schools it is. So if it's nine schools, if it's ten schools, if there's a few that don't want to play, we won't do it. And couple that with maybe, you know, they can't get the local governor there to to decide to let that happen either. Would you want to go and have a Big Ten season as an Ohio State fan? Would you want to play a football season without Michigan at the tail end of the schedule? Would you want to play an eight-game schedule or nine-game schedule? It's all conference, yes, but you know at the I end, would. there's no payoff of Michigan. There's no satisfaction in that regard. Yes, but there's even less satisfaction in having nothing. So I would chalk it up to a weird year. And you know what? Just like Michigan used to do back in the day when it was a glorified club sport, I would declare myself the national champion. <laughs> just like they did. Well, you could do that if you don't play when everybody else is. But if you do get in in time to get selected... Yeah, that'd be the weird thing. Ohio State could be going for a national championship, have not played Michigan, and I don't think a lot of fans would really miss that in this in this one particular I year. I mean, I would miss it from the standpoint of the, the pageantry and the tradition and the inevitable outcome of kicking their ass, but they are just another obstacle in the, the destination, which is to get to the playoffs and win a national championship. You can do that with or without Michigan. Yeah, I, trust me, I would probably be singing a different tune if the Buckeyes got to the playoffs and then won both games and won the national championship. But for me right now, a, a season that does not involve playing Michigan at the end of it better or at nothing. the beginning of it, I know it's better than nothing, but like you've said with baseball where you're saying, yeah, you can play these games, it's not the same for me. It would not feel the same for me knowing all year long I don't have anything. I don't even care if they play at the beginning of the year. Play it sometime. But if you don't play Michigan in a Big Ten season... For me personally, I'm not saying anybody else has to feel this way, I would feel like we're getting something less than. I know we are anyway, but it would be really less than for me, even though maybe they could win a national championship. I, I would struggle with that 
more than I would if they played Michigan but didn't have a chance at the playoffs. Oddly enough, I'd rather see that. I'd rather watch Michigan at least have that game go like it has for so many years prior. I'd almost rather have that than have this like eight or nine game season and you know, maybe you get a chance at the playoffs, maybe not. I don't know. Like at, at what point are we just not even having the anything close to a semblance of a football season? For me, if Michigan's not on the schedule, that's a big dent in the hopes that I had for this season. Some unexpected things comfort me. Consistency comforts me. And so when I saw our buddy, Major League Baseball umpire Joe West, have a very Joe West moment this weekend, I wasn't enraged like I normally am. I actually laughed out loud and said, oh, Joe, even Corona isn't going to change Joe West. And we'll talk about it coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some road construction to watch out for on the roads right now. You'll find the roadway reduced to one lane on I-70 westbound at the 71 East Split. You might find some slowdowns in that area. Please be cautious over here in the meantime. This traffic report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples has everything to start the school year right at amazing prices, no matter where it happens. This week, Staples' two pocket paper folders and one subject notebooks are an incredible 10 cents each. And on the 12th, limit 6, in-store only. While supplies left. Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. School on, save on, at Ray with fan traffic. Picture a sports talk show, but without all those pesky sports getting in the way. This is Common Man and T-Bone. I don't understand how everyone living in Denver, Colorado doesn't drop dead. I mean, I just, like, we think we understand temperature swings. We have no idea what a temperature swing is being in the Midwest. Yesterday's high in Denver, Colorado was 94. It is currently 36 degrees and snowing in Denver (laughs) at this moment. Like, the temperature swing must wreak such havoc on your body. I don't know how they take it. Well, that and you're up a mile in the air, too. So you got all that going on as well, the thinner air. I don't know, Mike. Maybe they're just, uh, I don't know, maybe you move out to Denver and you just get tougher. It's all the weed smoking out there. It makes everything easier. Sure, maybe. I don't know. Maybe that's why they had to legalize it. Maybe they maybe they that's found right. that early on. My, my like, body hurts. It was 94 yesterday. It's snowing right now. Past like, you dude. know what? Let's just, let's just let them smoke whatever. It's fine. Just... The temperature changes, the amount of snow we're going to get every year. Yeah, let them do whatever they want. Uh, Joe West, he is our guy, Major League Baseball umpire. And when I say our guy, I mean we, we hate, hate him. him. We hate yes. him with a passion. We yeah. do hate him. Uh, he's uh, he's this guy, by the way. Here's his music. Yes, if you, if you want. I, I'm sure on the interweb somewhere, this Joe West music is available for you. Take a listen. Baby took me to the ballpark to see a baseball game. Lord, it had to be at least 99 in the shade. I was stealing a glance at some tight short pants just as I turned my head. 
baby grabbed me by the arm and this is what she said. Everybody, if you cheat on me, you'll be out at home. If I catch you playing the field. I would have sang with you, but there's a delay. I so. understand. The tight short pants belong to Eric Gregg, former Major League Baseball umpire. <laughs> That's a who has back. dropped dead. Unfortunately, yes, he has. So Joe West on Sunday was up in the Nationals game, and uh, GM Mike Rizzo was sitting in the stands. Joe West didn't like how Mike Rizzo, I guess, was heckling him, so he made a big show of it and tossed him from the game, as Joe West is known to do. And when I say, you know, known to do... He's known to cause a big scene and make himself the storyline because that's why people pay a ticket or pay for a ticket. Obviously, not in pandemic time, they're not paying for a ticket, but you understand what I'm saying. To see the umpire make a big show well, and a big hissy fit. You know, it's one thing we were talking about this before the show. Like, there's no reason why Joe West couldn't have, in between innings, walked over to the Nationals dugout and said, Hey, guys, tell your GM to cool it. I can hear him from all the way down here. This is stupid. If he's not going to shut up, then he needs to go back in the clubhouse or he needs to not be up there vocal. He needs to be somewhere where I can't hear him. And if that means we have to kick him out, fine. Then you can relay that message to him in between innings. And then if the next inning he doesn't shut up, you can go back and say, all right, my discretion, I'm the ump, I run this place. Get security out there. Let's go. You can go to the, what are they playing? Were they playing the Braves, I think? You can go to the Braves dugout and say, all right, go do this. Like, get this guy kicked out of here. I'm sick of it. There's no reason to do it in the middle of the game. Of course there's a reason. You're Joe West yes. and you just want to make a scene. You want to make yourself the show. And he had some quotes after the game, too. He said about what Mike Rizzo was saying. He was saying, you're brutal and other things. Oh. oh. We're in a pandemic situation. You can hear everything. He said, I wouldn't take that from a player. I wouldn't take that from a manager. If it was Donald Trump, I'd eject him, too. But I'd still <laughs> vote for him. End quote. Yeah, he's made everybody happy with that last line, I think, <laughs> that he would throw the president out. Oh, no, but I'd still vote for him. Good. All right. Everybody now has an opinion on that. That's great. I do. I would like to point this out, though, too. I know Joe West is trying to make this sound like, doesn't matter who this guy is, I'll throw him out. We are talking about the general manager of the team that won the World Series last year. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that should allow you. But he's, he's yelling, you're brutal. Right, but you don't think in the NBA, like when he was with the Lakers, Phil Jackson got away with a touch more as a coach and a guy who'd won, you know, 10 championships, whatever it was at the time. Like, you don't think he got away with a touch more with the refs? Of course he did, because he'd earned it. I'm not saying Mike Rizzo is on that level, but good Lord, like, why are we doing this in the middle of the game? If you don't like him calling you out, fine, deal with it like an adult, in between innings where it doesn't cause such a ruckus. And they will mention that on the broadcast, and they will still say, Joe West didn't take any crap, and you'll still get all that credit. But it doesn't have to slow the game down and make a big spectacle of yourself. That, though, would not have accomplished Joe West's first primary goal every time he steps on the field, which is to show that Joe West is the reason you came here. Everything else is secondary. Look, I'm sorry, man. If you have a batter in the box who's saying something to you, you don't appreciate it. I understand these guys have a job to do. They want to restore law and order to this. You can't have the inmates run the asylum. But if you've got somebody in the stands, I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's a pandemic situation where there's no fans or not. And all they're yelling to you is, you're brutal? And you can't take that? What are we talking about here? He didn't yell out, your mother's a whore? Then maybe you eject them. You're right. In between innings, discreetly. 
Yeah, I just I don't understand what the point of that was. There, can you think of another point other than to say I'm Joe West and you will respect me? Well, and by the way, and if you're saying it's unfair, what it, Joe West has made this his entire career. This is like yeah, Vontez Perfect right. with a questionable hit where it's like, oh, no, I'm sorry. You don't get the benefit of the doubt. We've seen this time and time again. Joe West is 70 years old, and this is the rap on him. He has situations like this every single year, multiple situations like this every single year where he escalates situations that, that weren't horrible to begin with to make himself the star of the show. No, and you know why I don't feel bad for umpires or referees who get yelled at and all those things? Now, I, I don't support it when people go beyond the field of play, people who are screaming things or throwing things at people. Uh, throwing things in general, not good. Don't do that. But if you see, like, Joe West out in public and you berate him, that's totally not acceptable. I I would agree with anyone who would be against that. But when he is on no, the field of play... You see him. All right, fine. I get it. You see him at mass, you, you let him have yeah. it. I get it. Right. <laughs> sure. There's a time and a place for everything. I know where He's you're going. He's in line for communion. You start, <laughs> you're terrible. You're brutal. Uh, right. All I'm saying is, like, if a stand-up comedian got on stage and then got heckled and booed because their jokes weren't funny, you shouldn't feel bad for that stand-up comedian. You should want their jokes to be better. Or if they really don't like that they might not want to be a stand-up comedian because, unfortunately, whether you like it or not, that's part of the gig. And with Joe West, when you choose to be a major league umpire, yeah, that's part of the gig is that people who work for these teams, if they think you're bad, are going to yell at you about it. And he has the right to throw guys out. But I don't know why he thinks he has the right to make the whole thing about himself. If you can't take it, despite being in the business for more than 30 years, whatever it's been, you're thin, you still have that thin a skin, you can't let that stuff go by, then throw him out in between innings and deal with it in a rational, normal way, not in this way where he has to make everything about himself. But you know what? This is just another clear example as to how Major League Baseball has no control over their own product. They can't no. fix the baseballs, right? They haven't figured out how to do that. They acknowledge there's a problem, they just don't know how to fix it. They have problems with certain umpires, whether it's Joe West or Angel Hernandez or uh, who's the other idiot that I hate. Oh, I can't remember. There's there's been a few of them though. No, I know, but I'm recent uh, vintage that CB Bucknor. Yes, yeah, CB Bucknor. You, you know, like. Blas Diaz, guys like that. I mean, these are these are guys that have had. Who's the other moron? We could do this all day. My point <laughs> is, they can do nothing about it, and they'll just sit and shrug and say, "Well, umpires union, what are you going to do?" Yeah. You have gotten to the point, Major League Baseball, where even if you wanted to fix your game, you can't. How, by the way, how much would it cost them to just say, all right, we will not hire Joe West to work any more games? How much money would that cost them? Would it cost them $10 million to pay him I, to go I, away? I don't know. They'd have to deal just, with the union, though. That's fine. Deal with the union and pay him. And pay him whatever stupid amount they want to say he's worth. It can't be more than what you, like, one team pays one reliever to come in and be bad and have a plus five ERA. Like, there's no reason why you have to keep putting this guy out there other than, oh, we don't want to piss off the union. Who cares? If you piss off the umpires union, you will have everyone in Major League Baseball on your side. Another spoiled brat Major League Baseball player is whining and complaining about something. I'll tear him a new one coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for on the roads right now. You'll find construction work has the roadway reduced to one lane on I-70 westbound at the 71 East Split. 
Traffic is backed up to Miller Avenue in this area. Plan about a five-minute slowdown as traffic continues to build. This traffic report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples has everything to start the school year right at amazing prices. This week, a 15-inch Lenovo IdeaPad 3 laptop with Intel Core i3 processor is just $399. That's $130. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care, make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape. Taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Savings. Offer ends on the 12th while supplies last. School on, save on at Staples. Only an array with fan traffic. The radio home of inside jokes that may or may not become stickers for your car. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Tuesday. Inside the NFL, all the news and notes you need coming up at 348. Rapid fire in the 4 o'clock hour. Cubs slugger Javi Baez is complaining about how he can't watch video in between at bats, and that's the reason why he sucks. This year he's hitting 205, and in the wake of the Astros cheating scandal last year, Major League Baseball cracked down on watching video during games. And he says, to be honest, it sucks because I make my adjustments during the game. I watch my swing. I watch where the ball went, where the contact was. I'm mad. I'm really mad that we don't have it. Mm. All right. Yeah, uh, Mike, is there anything else one could watch on those at-bats? Like, I don't know, perhaps like what, you know, particular signal the catcher's putting down for the pitcher? If you are if you were to go watch during the game, I'm not saying that Javi Baez would use that to cheat. I'm sure plenty of guys use it for the reasons he is enumerating, but the reason they don't have that system is because there is a way for you to just spy on the catcher and see what's going on, and that's apparently part of what the Astros were doing. Not totally, but they were using that in part to do that. So sorry that you're not able to use that technology, I guess, but what did you do all the rest of your career when you didn't have that, when you weren't playing in the show? Like, I, did you have that when you were, in, you know, like 13 years old and you were able to hit better than no, anybody else you God, played with? God forbid you'd actually have to use your, your memory to think about what the pitcher was giving you and get inside your own head. Or, I know this is shocking, Listen to one of your coaches in the dugout who mm. may see something that you don't see about a hitch in your getty up or something. Look, I, I'm going to sound like I'm about a million years old here, but I think it makes, it'll make the game better. I am, when it comes to professional sports, I want to get as lo-fi as I could possibly get. I roll my eyes when people say that someone like Ted Williams or someone like Babe Ruth wouldn't be able to compete in today's game. Are you kidding? Are you kidding me? If you gave Ted Williams video to go look at, and I was talking to Ted before the show, and he said, yeah, what about all the shifts, though? Ted Williams, you couldn't shift on Ted Williams. You wouldn't no. be able to do it because Ted would take what you give him every single at bat, and if that's ball four, his on-base percentage would be one. His on-base percentage would be a 1,000 because he would go to first base every single time. You simply don't have that in today's Major League Baseball. You have a bunch of spoiled brats who apparently superstar watch video, can't watch video, hit 205, and bitch and moan. What's wrong with this picture here? You're too reliant on the technology to be successful. 
Although I would like to believe that maybe some of the video he's referencing is that he would watch his own videos, of course. He would watch himself with his at-bats, but then he would also just watch like Mr. 3000 or Rookie of the Year just for inspiration, and that's really what's causing the yes, problem. Yes, or Hideki Matsui's VHS porn collection. <laughs> He's in the dugout for him to watch. He's like, I don't have my access to my Netflix account in the dugout. This is really cramping my style. I, I can't stand it. So. I mean, how is it done? How is it done throughout all the years of Major League Baseball where you couldn't just in between at bats go in the clubhouse and watch video? Yeah, and, and far be it from us. I don't think you're saying this either, Mike. Like, I mean, it's a good thing that players have access to you know, protein shakes and, and advanced weight training and the ability to have good equipment that protects you as you're standing in the box and all that stuff. But at, you're right. At some point, your job is to hit a baseball that is thrown to you very fast. It's not easy. And that's why you get paid a lot of money to figure it out. And if you're saying the only way you can do that is if you have a ton of video assistance to be able to do it during the game, well, then I'm sorry. This is called adjusting, right? He's essentially like, admitting, isn't he? Without watching yes. the video, I'm not any good. That's right, what he but, said. What, I, what I'm getting to is, though, how many guys who were, like, a little past their prime, but because they could still, I don't know, get it done in the field, they would still find a job in Major League Baseball, but they couldn't hit for a lick. How many guys had to adjust to that when they introduced the DH? Where they're like, oh, good, congratulations. We have an old guy now, and all he does is rake. You're gone. Like, we don't need you, Mr. Solid Fielder, who can't hit for anything, because now we have the DH position. Baseball changes, and guys change, and players have to adapt. And if you don't, then, yeah, eventually they say, well, we don't want your services, or you're not as effective of a player. Welcome to life, too, by the way, Javi Baez. Like, <laughs> I hate to quote Dusty Rhodes, but a computer took your job, daddy. Like, this is what happens to people over time. And unfortunately, Javi, if you can't adjust to not having 9,000 repetitions of video during a game to re-go back and look at to pinpoint where the pitches are going to go, I guess you're going to be out of a job in Major League Baseball. No one will cry for you. I would, love to, I would love to see Ted Williams hit in 2020. I would just, I would love it. And by the way, I'm speaking, I'm speaking, never have seen Ted Williams play live, obviously. The dude retired in 1960. I was born in 1980. Okay. So yeah. it's not like, oh, this is the game of my youth. I'm just telling you the bitching and moaning about, and by the way, this does not prevent Javi Baez from watching video after the game. By the way, no, it doesn't he can, he can watch all the video he wants to figure out what he's doing with his swing and stuff like that. They are trying to cut back on the preconceived notion that everybody knows where every single pitch is coming in Major League Baseball. Now, they got themselves in this position. Major League Baseball did by burying their heads in the sand. But you're telling me a guy can't go from 205 to a respectable Major League Baseball hitter without watching film in between at-bats? Get the hell out of here. No, I agree. And I, I think, too, you were talking about guys you would like to see currently in Major League Baseball. I I, I know that we obviously, you know, sad to say he's not with us anymore, but, man, if Tony Gwynn could could play in this era... You, would I know not, he, you could not shift on Tony Gwynn. No! You, you, and you know what? Probably, sadly, in this era, the way everything else is gone, there would be people who would say, like, oh, yeah, okay... So his on-base percentage is like 950, but what's his exit velocity? You know, they would still be focused on stupid crap <laughs> like right, that, even right. though every time he gets up to the plate, he's either walked or he just bloops one into left field or wherever he needs to put it to get a hit and move runners over. You know who would look terrible on exit velocity, by the way? Who? Frank Thomas. 
I mean, he oh, was yeah. a big hulking dude, and later in his career, he became just Mr. Turn and Burn. But when he was winning MVPs, yes. Frank Thomas would just sort of flick the bat to bloop a ball into right field to get on base. That's how good of a hitter he was. He didn't care how hard he got it. He just got on base. I don't ever recall, I mean, early in his, like in his prime, I don't ever recall him like on his heels after a swing. You know what I mean? No, no. Like no. always on his toes, always like putting the bat out there, like you would say, and then like in a perfect position to get to running after the ball has been hit because that's most of what he was doing. It wasn't just, you're right, strikeouts and home runs. I don't know. I, I think it's, there's a lost art in baseball. And I know people hate even stuff like bunting. The whole idea of small ball has gone away. But Mike, I was watching the NBA playoffs last night and Kawhi Leonard for the Clippers was just, Every other shot was a mid-range jumper. And they were talking about it on the broadcast. They're like, wow, you're shooting these low percentage shots. And it's like, right. The stat guys hate it because if it's not a dunk, layup, or three-pointer, it's pretty much gone in the modern NBA. But Kawhi Leonard, one of the best players in the game, offensive, defensively, everything, he was just pulling up and hitting jumpers from 18, 12 feet away, 15 feet away, because that's what was there. And he was he was doing great. He was playing awesome. And that's something that I thought of about baseball is like, we just we we negate these guys who do the fundamental things. And I'm not saying every guy has to be this, but you have guys who can do that and it's just being told, "No, no, no, don't bother with these fundamental things." And it kind of makes the game a little different. There's good to that and bad, but for me, I I prefer the bunts. I like the mid-range jumper. I don't mind it. It's situationally, I know it's vilified, but yes, use some of that stuff to to get your team, I don't know, a win. Isn't that the goal? <laughs> Isn't that what we're trying to do? All the news and notes you need as we go inside the NFL coming up next. Man and Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slow traffic to watch out for on the roads right now. You'll find construction work has the roadway reduced to one lane on I-70 westbound at the 71 East Split. Traffic is backed up to Miller Avenue in this area. Plan about a five-minute slowdown as traffic continues to build. This traffic report is false. Staples has everything to start the school year right at amazing prices. This week, a 15-inch Lenovo IdeaPad 3 laptop with Intel Core i3 processor is just... Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at care, make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance, and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. $3.99. That's $130 savings. Offer ends on the 12th while supplies last. School on, save on at Staples. Only an array with fan traffic. Their collective IQ is lower than they think it are. Back to Man and Bone. Hello. Common Man and T-Bone brought to you by Hinderer Motorsports. Inside the NFL, all the news and notes you need coming up in mere moments. We have rapid fire in the 4 o'clock hour. Uh, tonight, Buckeye Show 6 o'clock. Then 8 o'clock, it's Inside the Crew. Crew with another victory. Was it Sunday? Yeah. They, in uh, the Hell is Real matchup against FC Cincinnati. They throttled 
FC Cincinnati, Kentucky FC, as I like to call them. That's right. So, and there was uh, there were fans in attendance for that one. I know you did not get a chance no. to go, but they they did the fifteen hundred people thing. And from everything I've seen, maybe you've heard differently. I, I heard it went well. Yeah, yeah. From all I'd seen and heard, people were pretty positive about a the opportunity to get to see their team play again, but also uh, the uh, the chance to be out in public and go you know do something that feels a little bit normal. Uh, from what I saw in the game broadcast, the bar, the parts of it I got to see, they had fans, you know, with masks on for the most part. I saw that the players after the game, they have a tradition of going over to the Nordeca and thanking the fans that are there and, you know, kind of cheering with them. And so they did do that. They didn't go into the stands, obviously. They just stood there and kind of acknowledged them. But yeah, really, really cool to see that that was able to occur. And it seemed like the social distancing was in place, people wearing masks. So, that's good, right? If you do that stuff yeah. and we stay smart about it, maybe there will be more opportunities. If you don't do that and like you attend a biker rally in South Dakota, then per- perhaps you have 250,000 new cases of coronavirus. You know, so we got to we got to pick our spots and pick how we do this. Now, I am uh, I'm far from the soccer expert, but I'll play one right here. You ready for this? Yeah. Here's my expert analysis so far on the crew. The first place Columbus crew. Mm-hmm. They've played 10 games so far this season. They've given up two goals. I'm going to yes. say that's good. You're right. That yes. is good. Uh, in fact, it's historic. The last time a team started off with 10 games and gave up two or fewer goals, it was the LA Galaxy in 2010, which was a really good squad there in their own right. So it's been a while since that's been seen in Major League Soccer. That's not just something that is pandemic-related. Obviously, the 10th game of the year doesn't usually occur in September, but if you can measure at least 10 games into a season, the crew are about as good as anyone in the last decade. So good sign there. They have a plus 14 goal differential, which is also really good. Let them live. And they're five place. They're five points clear of the second place team in MLS. They not only lead the Eastern conference leading the entire standings. So that's good. Good signs for the crew inside the NFL. Common man and T-bones inside the NFL. Brought to you by my friend Dick Masheter Ford. Open 24-7 at MasheterFord.net. Well, Mike, speaking of fans in attendance, the Broncos have announced that they will have fans a a bit... What? Hello? Fans will be able to attend the September 27th game against the Buccaneers. That means that Tom Brady will be likely the quarterback, as we would all expect him to be on September 27th. For the Bucks, when they show up to Denver, Colorado Governor Jared Polis announced on Tuesday the Broncos would be able to have fans. They're saying the capacity is going to be capped at 5,700 fans, most of whom will be season ticket holders. So, yeah, if you're a season ticket holder, you get a chance to go watch your team play, get to see Tom Brady in a different uniform. I'm sure that will be exciting. What does that place hold? I want to say it holds like 80,000 people, 75,000 people. You know, it doesn't say in the story what it is. I thought it was closer to 65 or 70, but... Yeah, it's up there for sure. I think it's one of the larger stadiums in the NFL. But yeah, so Mile High Stadium or whatever we're calling it now, we'll be able to have fans. So if you're in Denver and you are a big Broncos fan, you want to go, you might have a chance to. 76,000 is what uh, the interwebs tell me. All right. Tom Brady, by the way, speaking of him, 16-game season away from the most starts in NFL history. So he started 283 games in his career, which puts him 15 away from tying Brett Favre's all-time record of 298 games played. So if he starts every single game this season, he will be the most, whatever you want to call it, most starts in NFL history. Pretty great record there. So something to keep an eye on with the Buccaneers as the season goes along. Uh, Ron Rivera, as you know, the head coach of the Washington football team, 
has been uh, you know, dealing with a cancer diagnosis. So he actually missed Tuesday's practice while undergoing a cancer treatment. Jack Del Rio stepped in. He is the defensive coordinator there in Washington and, of course, has plenty of head coaching experience in his own right. Uh, but, yeah, apparently that was something he told the team yesterday. He's going to be back Wednesday, but... If you're keeping an eye on that, we wish uh, Ron Rivera all the best there and hope that everything goes well. But, I mean, that's got to be a tough burden anyway, right? Just to, to have to try to go about your job, go about your day while dealing with cancer treatment. Absolutely. To then be doing it during a pandemic. And, oh, by the way, you're coaching a football team that has a lot of hopes and expectations from the fan base, a lot of turmoil around that team over the and last Jack couple Del years. And Jack Del Rio shames you when you don't come in, too. <laughs> like, cancer? Yeah. Get out of here! Yeah, Jack Del Rio. That's... <laughs> Let's hope he's not doing that. Uh, by the way, speaking of not coming in, so Josh McCown, he is going to be the practice squad quarterback for the Eagles this year. All right. Uh, a role that he served, I believe, last year as well. He was with the team. You might recall he was also like an assistant coach for a high school team. And Wasn't then, he dressed, though? Wasn't he there on, on yes, game days? Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Now, here's what's going to be a little different. This season, he's going to remain in Texas. But because he has familiarity with the Eagles system, they are saying, well, we don't mind making you the emergency backup quarterback, having you basically on the practice squad, but you don't have to show up for this job. You just are going to get paid $12,000 a week during the season to be down in Texas, do what you're doing, join us for meetings remotely. And then, oh yeah, if we need you because we have injuries, then we will, or, or, we have pandemic-related absences, right? We could have that with coronavirus. We don't know. Then he'll get flown up there and get ready for the game. But he's keeping himself in shape. He's going to be down there in Texas, though, not with the team. But he will be on an NFL roster, and he's going to be, in fact, the oldest practice squad member in NFL history uh, because of uh, the age that he is, which what is, is he? He's got to be 40, right? Yeah, I'll look it up because it's not in this story. But yeah, so Josh McCown getting to you know another chance in the NFL despite not even having to show up. He is forty-one years old as Let of Mike July fourth. He is an Independence Day baby, is Josh McCown. So is he still doing the high school football gig too, coaching that? I don't know. It says he'll remain in Texas. I thought he was coaching like a Philadelphia or Pennsylvania team somewhere, but I could be wrong. Maybe he was flying back and forth every week. I'm not sure, but. Yeah, maybe he's doing that down in Texas now. I don't know. But either way, he's said, no, I'm not coming in, but you want to pay me to be on standby in case you need me, I I can do that. So that's what they're letting him do. Will we have the Olympics in 2021? I'll give you an update coming up next. Cowan Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident blocking the right lane of 670 eastbound at Cassidy. Traffic is slow from 5th Avenue in this area and continues to build. Please be extra cautious over here as they try to get things clear. Plan about a five-minute delay. This driving report is sponsored by Kraft's P3 Portable Protein Packs. Try Kraft's P3 Portable Protein Packs, a snack with up to 13 grams of protein from three delicious ingredients. Meat. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust.
cheese, and nuts, because three is better than one. P3 is packaged and convenient on-the-go container, so if you have a hectic commute or need a boost of energy, P3 is there to help you take on the day. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Your undisputed leader in talking about nothing. This is Man and Bone. All right. More proof that I know nothing about anything. All right. So I see on Twitter that McDonald's and Cactus Jack is trending. (laughs) So then I click on it, and it's like, what, did, like, Mick Foley come up with his own McDonald's hamburger? Apparently, there's this guy, Travis Scott. I have no idea who he is. And he goes by the name Cactus Jack? Is that right? And he's come up with a McDonald's burger? Yeah, Travis Scott is a rapper. All right. And I know that, and I've heard of, like, I've I've seen people who are, like, big into sneakers have talked about getting, like, Cactus Jack versions of sneakers that apparently he designed. I did not realize that's a nickname for him, but apparently, okay, that makes a little more sense. I had no idea. I thought you'd go to McDonald's and, like, they give you a hamburger with, like, barbed wire on it. And that's the Cactus Jack burger. See, so, yeah. and they throw you off a cage. <laughs> they light a table on fire. And exactly. You get put through that. Yeah, Edge comes out. It's really great. Um, <laughs> that's one of the best matches I've ever seen. By the way, I don't care what anybody says. That was uh, um, that was twenty. Was it not? Was it twenty or? I think that was. It was in where, Chicago. Whatever one that was, because I had a buddy who went to that and said it was oh, fantastic. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Where Lita was like standing around the the ring apron, almost like got caught on fire by that table spot, like nuts. I mean, um, it was no WrestleMania thirteen when I was there. Yeah, that was the was that the Stone Cold same building. Yeah, that was Stone oh. Cold Bret Hart and the the bleeding and yeah, where he passed out. Beautiful. Maybe yeah. you're asking, hey, what else was on that WrestleMania? And the answer, nothing. <laughs> nothing well, of note. You know what though? You got that one. I did. You you're right. You don't get to complain about that. That's like, yeah, I saw a no hitter, but. Uh, Nobody hit a home run in the game. It's like, what? All right, but you saw a no-hitter. I think you can live with that. Uh, yeah, the Travis Scott meal. I'm trying to see what's in it. The Cactus Jack is uh, the name of it. Apparently, that's also his record label. All right, We're with live. it. We know what's going on. Uh, it's a quarter pound with cheese, sizzling bacon, crisp lettuce, and then you get medium fries, barbecue sauce to dip, yeah. and, then a, and then a Sprite. Okay, so it's a quarter pounder with cheese, with bacon and lettuce, and apparently that's it. No mayo? No no other? No, well, I they know. give you barbecue sauce to dip. Oh, barbecue yeah. sauce to dip. Right. Okay. Now, back Fair in enough. the day, there was the Michael Jordan burger, which had, I think it was a quarter pounder. I know it had bacon, and I know it had barbecue sauce. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think there that. was anything. Maybe there was onion on it. I think that's it. But that was a pretty good sandwich. They should bring what, that one back. What do you th- I'll give you a second to think about it, because I can tell you mine right now. What would your, if they said, we're going to have the common man meal? At McDonald's. Would, yeah. I'll let you think about that for a second, because I can tell you what mine would be. Like, mine would be an instantaneous, I would actually have something very similar to this, but I would tell people I would want a quarter pound of cheese with bacon, lettuce, and mayo, and that's it. No ketchup, no mustard, which apparently this one has. Or, or I would get McDonald's to bring back the McPizza and say, let's do that. <laughs> Because those were delicious, and I don't think people... I never you, had it. They they were testing them. I don't know if they ever rolled them out nationwide. I know they tested them around here for a while, and there was a McDonald's in southern Ohio that up until a few years ago was still selling some version of a McPizza. I don't know if it was the official one from McDonald's, but th- there was a McDonald's that still offered it, but now that's gone. 
But those would be my options if they said right, let you me could tell have you what the T-bone meal. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Quarter pounder. All right. Put a slice of cheese on there. As a matter of fact, two slices of cheese. And you can strategically oh. put the cheese where you want to put it. But two slices of cheese. Bacon. The egg from an Egg McMuffin sandwich. Oh, look at that. Put that you. on top of there. And yeah. for a little sauce, the hollandaise type sauce that they use on the, the bagel sandwiches. That is excellent. That's what I would do. Mm-mm. And, no, I'm not done. Okay. They use a special, like, steamed, they do something to the bun on the filet of fish. It's The, the bun oh, is yeah, like yeah, a cloud. Yeah. I don't know what the hell they do to it. They don't, they but, don't float it. They don't put it in the, they don't put the crisp on it. No, I, but it's like biting into air. That's the bun that I want on my sandwich. Very interesting. Now I have I have I can't heard, do the rest of the show. I've exploded. <laughs> I have heard. I don't know if it's true. I have heard that there is a secret menu item at Wendy's. I want to say it's called the. Um, gosh, no, that's a different one. There's one at Arby's called the Meat Mountain, where they just stack up like half a pound of roast beef on a sandwich, and that's it. But uh, Wendy's has something similar where I think you can order. I don't know what it's called. But reportedly, you can get 10, like, of the number ones, just 10 patties of that, of the Dave's number one. You get 10 of those stacked up on a burger with cheese. You know how a little too much for me. I wasn't even paying attention. I was thinking about secret menu items now. And I, I told you last week that I still have nightmares about the way that we treated some people when I was a kid. That it bothers me. You know, we would... We were just dumb kids, and we would do dumb things, and it shouldn't be excused away. That shouldn't happen. And there was there was a, a kid. I told you, my buddy Steve worked at Arby's, and we would just go through the drive-thru to just hand us a bunch of stuff. He'd also do disgusting things. We won't get into that now. But there was a super gullible kid, and we he was Steve was telling him about a secret menu item they had at Arby's, and he had to come and try it. And he's like, oh, yeah, what is it? What is it? Sorry, when you get to the window, you look at the guy and you say, your girlfriend's ugly. And then they give you this, oh, no. this sandwich. Yeah. And it's the, the be all end all of sandwiches. I'm, I'm sure they do. I'm sure that's what they give you. So this guy did it. Oh, no. No. And he went and to how, did, the, how did it go for it him? Didn't, did it get... did not go well. Did not go well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I also don't understand why we have to have secret menu items. Like, is it You're good right. enough to make? Then put it on the menu. Just just put it up there. You don't have to, especially now with the digital menu. I don't have the balls to order a secret menu item. It doesn't have to be there all the time. Because I'm, I'm just afraid. I, I run through the scenario in my head that I go up there. I'm like, hey, the cat flies at midnight or whatever it is. And they're like, <laughs> sir, what are you talking about? And then I just like, drive away know. in shame and I get nothing. Yeah, I mean, I guess... That would be a problem if there weren't like 17 other versions of whatever restaurant it is in your distinct area where you could just go to another one and get a regular meal. Like if you drove to one Mickey D's and you said that, you're like, yes, um, burlap sack, nothing. And then they're like, what are you talking about? You just leave and you go to another place and order. And try a meal. again? No, you order a regular meal. Oh, it's like okay. I'm saying you won't go hungry. There's like a billion fast food places. You'll eventually. Get to the one that would just, or you know, you can go somewhere else and not be shamed. Although That's I did, I did do it once. What did you order? I I ordered because someone told me you could order a Big Mac, but with quarter pound patties, and I did oh, that oh. once. Did it work? It did work. And can I tell you something? Not as good. It wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be. 
there is something to, and maybe I'm just preconditioned to it, the ratio of meat to bread to sauce in a regular Big Mac that I felt was lacking. Mm. Yeah, see, that's that's a very interesting thing. There is something to be said for the combination, not necessarily the the amount of food. It's it's what's the combination going to be like once that party hits your mouth? That's a big question. You need to get the answer right. Uh, Tokyo Olympics, they are scheduled to go on uh, July of next year, right? Yes, begin yes. on July 23rd of 2021 and end on August 25th of next year. They, of course, were delayed because of coronavirus. The uh, Olympic minister in Japan, his name is Seiko Hashimoto, my guy. All right. He says they're going on next year as scheduled at any cost. That is his quote. He says, all right. All the people involved with the games are working together to prepare, and the athletes are also making considerable efforts towards next year under the circumstances they've been handed. I think we have to hold the games at any cost. I want to concentrate all our efforts on measures against the coronavirus. So when it was first pushed back, we got the, well, well, we hope we can play next year and blah, blah, blah. And people remained optimistic. But this is the first time I've heard somebody associated with the Olympics saying, look, man, coronavirus, vaccine, no vaccine. We're a go next year. We're going to go. It may not look like the Olympics you're used to seeing, but we're going to do something. Yeah, I think the the thing that's good for the Olympics is they have, as as much as I would think anybody could, the option to bubble the athletes, right? Now, how far are they willing to take this? Because they're saying at any cost, right? I assume they mean financial. Yes, I I don't think he's talking about human lives. uh, Well, right, I would hope not. But also, like, okay, does that mean you don't have an elaborate opening ceremony, right? I mean, every Olympics Olympics has one, typically, where you have all these athletes walking in together, and, you know, it's a big touch point for the start of the Olympics. And it's those those are, you know, you may not watch them, I may not watch them, but I know a lot of people look forward to seeing that and, and the pageantry is kind of neat. The seeing all the different countries walk in, that's cool. But that's probably going to go away. They should be thinking about bubbling the athletes, but not the way you might think where they take, okay, here's all the USA athletes, here's all the athletes from, you know, Denmark or wherever. They should be saying, all right, who's in track and field? Here's your village. You go over here and you guys are in this bubble over here. Where is the, you know, uh, the soccer athletes? All right, you guys are over here. Volleyball, your village is over here. And then you have the people who are in there in a bubble contained so that they don't cross contaminate each other. And then you're good. I mean, you got plenty of time to figure this out. We've, we've already known that it got canceled this year. You've got all that time. You should hopefully, if they're saying spare no expense, you should be able to get a bubble going if it's still a concern. Well, well, hold on, though. In, the, in the bubble, can Ryan Lochte still go to a whorehouse? Can he do that? <laughs> and, <laughs> and then just like blame <laughs> vigilantes. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe instead of that, maybe they just maybe they bring the entertainment in. I you know see. what I mean? Like I maybe it. they just are like. And look, we know that the Olympic Village is famous for Olympian amounts of sex. That's right. right. That, that's the thing it's known for. So. You could maybe have, uh, maybe you, you co-bubble for a weekend just to say, all right, our bubble's good, your bubble's good. We're all good. We're going to mix our bubble for let's a weekend. Let's swap some spit. Or, right. or if Odell then, Beckham Jr. Then, is there, let's, hmm, let's <laughs> leave that alone. Swap something. <laughs> the best, best line I've seen so far oh. on that is that Odell Beckham Jr. is now a number two receiver in the NFL. <laughs> What a By the way, we can't talk about it. But well, of if course, you, we if can't you, if talk you, about if it. If you're curious, if you're curious, you're not easily offended oh. by anything. Just go Google Odell Beckham oh. Jr. and uh, Steamer. Okay. 
This is coming from <laughs> two guys who are not easily offended by anything. We watched the thing that is that got Odell Beckham trending this morning. Would you say that was a bit much? Yes. That video? Yeah, it was. That was a bit much for me, and I barely get offended by anything. So, yeah, proceed with caution. Ted says, I thought it was great. (laughs) I'm going to go home and Google some more about it later. Well, that's that's all coming up on Ted's new Pervert Ted podcast series where he discusses all kinds of things like that, just for you. It's the HH edition of Pervert Ted. (laughs) Don't even. Sure. Uh, former Buckeye is taking home a nice chunk of change. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. An accident to watch out for on the roads right now. You'll find an injury crash on King Avenue at Neal Avenue. This is causing some slowdowns as they work to get things clear. Please be extra cautious over here in the meantime. Plan about a 5 to 10 Slow down. Mounted by Discover. Sometimes food is... Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care, make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. More than just food. It's part of our community. So this year, Discover is giving $5 million to support black-owned restaurants to places like Back in the Day Bakery, Post Office Pies, and hundreds more. Learn how you can show your support at discover.com. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Come for the obesity. Stay for the anger. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Let me tell you about my friends at Universal Windows Direct. It's still hot outside. That air conditioner is probably still running. And if you have leaky windows, that expensive air is flying outside. And you're losing money. It's time to call my guys and gals at Universal Windows Direct. They have a world-class triple-pane window. It's energy efficient and best of all affordable. And check out this offer. You can buy one window, get one window free. And no payments, no interest, not 12 months, 24 whole months. Give them a call now, 614-502-5220, or click, 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 universalwindowsdirect.com. Tell them Mike DeWine sent you. So the Gov, apparently, was talking to Gene Smith today. Now, Teddy, what were the comments? Who made these comments? Was it Gino or was it Mike DeWine today? No, it was uh, DeWine. Mike DeWine, yeah. He had a conversation with Gene today, and he said that uh, he inquired about the situation that's going on right now, and Gene told him that it's still in play as far as them possibly playing. He said it's still very much a possibility. All right, so we know nothing, and I just I find it humorous that the governor is also on a fact-finding mission to see if we're going to have Ohio State football this year. Yeah, I, I'm well... Number one, if you're a political figure, it always is good to be on the side of the thing that a lot of people in your state want. So, obviously, DeWine, I'm sure, has you know been in politics for a long time. He knows that. So, trying to figure out what's happening with Ohio State football, not bad from that standpoint. But I'm sure he's also genuinely wanting to know from the economic standpoint, the things that are good in the state of Ohio standpoint, the getting back to normal from coronavirus standpoint, like anything that gives people that sense and that feeling that we're we're heading in the right direction is probably good for everyone here, you know, whatever you think of his politics or otherwise. So, yeah, not wrong of him to say, hey, Ohio State, we playing? What's going on? 
If you were the governor, wouldn't you make that call and ask? I would. I'd want to know. Uh, former Buckeye making some money. Cam Hayward has signed an extension with the Stillers. Four-year extension. It's worth $65.6 million. Keeps him under contract with the Steelers through the 2024 season. He tweeted out, Pittsburgh is where I belong. So he's excited to be there. He's 31 years old already. Yeah. That's, uh, I, you know, when I saw that he was getting another deal, I thought, well, I know he's not a young player anymore. I was, I was trying to remember exactly how old he was. So, yeah, this 31. may be, he, this is his, uh, 10th year in the league. So yeah, let him live. That's a good long career, man. Yeah. He's, he's obviously one of the better Buckeyes to have come out in the last two decades at Ohio State and certainly had a long career there in Pittsburgh, but always pains me as a Browns fan to see I understand. Ohio State fan or Ohio State player going to Pittsburgh, but, Hey, man, he's doing good things, so can't knock him for that. I just have to root against him twice a year, and that's fine. Here's some interesting quarterback information for you. Taysom Hill, your guy from the Saints, (laughs) has landed at number two on the Saints' depth chart. So that means Jameis Winston, who's signed there in the offseason. I guess his perfect vision wasn't enough to get him the backup quarterback job, because remember, he was blind. I mean, that's why he threw all those interceptions. He was blind, but he got LASIK. Now he's fixed. And a lot of people thought that could be the thing that really pushes him back into the limelight as a starting quarterback. But it's probably not going to happen in New Orleans. He's third string guy. Now, I say third string guy. He's going to be active. He's going to be in uniform because Taysom Hill, yes, in theory, he's your backup quarterback. He's won that job. They also still say he's going to play on special teams. So you can't just have him as your only backup quarterback option running around on special teams. What if both your guys go down and then what? Well, Mike, a, a bit. Don't you feel like Taysom Hill has a, a little bit of the Shohei Otani thing going in his not in his favor? Like if you're going to be the heir apparent to Drew Brees, if you're going to be the starting quarterback, despite having only thrown, not completed, thrown 13 passes in his time with New Orleans, might it be a good idea to not have him on special teams, to not have him playing, you know, all the different, you know, Swiss Army knife places that he does on their offense and say, all right, you're the backup quarterback. We want to groom you to eventually take over for Drew Brees. We are going to make sure that we protect our investment there because we believe in you. And yes, we are going to have you running the offense as much as possible whenever Drew Brees is not. Maybe they feel like they can do that next year in the offseason and they don't want to waste a yeah, year I, with his I, talent. I don't, I don't necessarily disagree with you. I also understand kind of where they're coming from. But first of all, I'm with you. I mean, I don't think you can tell from a guy throwing 13 professional passes that he's the heir apparent to anything. But I guess enough people have seen him in practice where they feel like that's the deal. But I also think it's really no debate that the Saints are a better football team with him doing all of these I, things. Yes, they are. I agree with you on that. I, I, that's why I think it's kind of ridiculous to have him be the second-string quarterback this season. D- call him whatever you want next year. If Drew Brees retires or whenever that happens, and he's still there, and you say, yes, this is the guy, well, then that all will end. He's. Yeah. I don't expect him to then be the Swiss Army Knife guy playing on special teams and then being the starting quarterback. That would be absurd to me. Because you need to have your quarterback position locked up. And if you think he can do that, you wouldn't want to waste him in one of those other roles. But you're right. While you have Drew Brees, he should be doing everything he can because he is a great football player. I just don't understand the logic of saying he is our primary option if Drew Brees goes down to play quarterback. While you have Jameis Winston on the roster who could fill that role a lot better, and then regardless of if it's Drew Brees or Jameis Winston, you can still have... Taysom Hill doing everything 
And then if, if one goes down, well, then the backup comes in with his fixed eyeballs, and then you can still run that offense. I don't understand why they do it this way, but, of course, I'm not Sean Payton, so it's not up to me. Josh Rosen, your guy, has opted to join Tampa's practice squad instead of take a deal to be on another team's active roster. Money is not necessarily an issue for him. He's got two years guaranteed left on his rookie deal, so he doesn't have to worry about a paycheck, at least not for the next two years. So he decided that the Tampa practice squad is a more stable situation for him. He can sit back and learn, and obviously Tom Brady is there. How much interaction he's going to have with a guy like Tom Brady being on the practice squad, I have no idea, but I do find it odd that he didn't take an automatic active roster spot and instead said, I'll sit on this practice squad. And then if something happens, if there's a disaster situation, another team wants him, I still think they can get him off of the practice squad, but it's an interesting move. I think so. I wonder if, I mean, I'm not saying this in Josh Rosen's case, but just in general, I think the practice squad position is going to become a little bit more valuable this year, just because there will be times where players are held out simply because of coronavirus concerns or throwing a positive test or something like that. And there's a chance that you get more opportunities this year as a practice squad player than you otherwise might because there are going to be situations where guys just cannot play for a day or two while they're waiting to get back a test or, or they're, you know, throwing negative, they're throwing positive coronavirus tests. This will be something that eventually leads to more players getting an opportunity. So yeah, I, I think this year it, it isn't as big of a deal. But yeah, I, I can't. I don't think he's practice squad material. I think he's got more to offer. But I guess we're gonna find that all out eventually. Maybe this is all Josh Josh Rosen really is. I don't know. Can you can you remember who was on the active roster for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback was other than Tom Brady, obviously? Oh gosh, no, I've forgotten who their backup is. Blaine Gabbert, okay, is the backup quarterback, and then Ryan Griffin is the third-string quarterback, or at least that's what ESPN tells me. Ryan Griffin is 30, and he went to Tulane. He's thrown four passes in the National Football League. Yeah, I don't remember Ryan Griffin at all. Got to be honest. I don't either. So, all right. Well, in the league for seven seasons, holding the clipboard, not, though, so let him live. I mean, the only reason you have Josh Rosen on your practice squad, I assume, over a guy like Ryan Griffin is because he just got there Sunday, <laughs> and it's Monday. Probably. But maybe in three or four weeks that changes. I don't know. Uh, rapid Fire is Rapid Fire. Coming up next, Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. An accident to watch out for on the roads right now. You'll find that Olentangy River Road south of North Broadway. There's an accident in that area. Watch out for slowdowns as traffic begins to build. Plan about a five-minute delay as they try to get things clear. This traffic report is sponsored. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care, make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. By Verizon. This year, we are all students. At Verizon, they're working to enable education for students in need, helping train teachers, preparing parents, and providing tech solutions for schools nationwide. It's Citizen Verizon in Action, their plan for economic, environmental, and social advancement. I'm Leanna Ray for Fan Traffic. Highly medicated, barely educated. This is Common Man and T-Bone. 
Happy Tuesday. Hope everybody had a fantastic holiday weekend. We have rapid fire coming up in mere moments. Uh, Buckeye show tonight, 6 o'clock, and then it's inside the crew at 8 o'clock. Crew coming off a victory on Sunday against FC Cincinnati. And I want to say next up is the Chicago Fire, right? Yes, that is correct. They've changed the game time on that, right? I I believe so because they made it a national game as opposed to just one that was available in Columbus on the local market. So, yeah, good news for the crew. They're getting... Like actual national or like... Telemundo uh, National. I don't remember which network it is on. It, it might be on the Spanish National Network. I'm not sure if it's. Uh, I'm not sure if it is on Univision or not. But right. yeah, either way, they did move the game time. I want to say because of that. So yeah, but it's on YouTube TV. I think STO. Oh, so they're also putting it on YouTube TV. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, right. Teddy, Teddy's just screwing just with you. Yeah, I hate you, Ted. Thank you so much. <laughs> STO, not my guys. What can I say? Uh, Rapid fire. Rapid rapid fire. All right, Teddy, rapid fire number one. Which team benefits the most this year from Ohio State not being in the playoffs? Uh, Probably a team like Notre Dame, where they had their entire schedule reworked, and I think it's easier now. They have essentially one difficult game, well, two if you count North Carolina, on the entire schedule. And I think even if they lose that game... People think enough of them to make them a playoff team. So that's my vote. I'm going to actually say it's Oklahoma. and Or you could say the second team in the SEC. Either way. Because with Ohio State in there, it's almost a given that Clemson, Ohio State, and the SEC champ make up three of the four playoff spots. So you're right, Mike. Notre Dame would also benefit from that. But Oklahoma now, being one of the three conferences as of right now that is playing... If they win their conference championship, I find it hard to believe they would not get an automatic entry in. And then you'd still have the opportunity to put a second SEC team in. It moves everybody else down, and I think Oklahoma is the most likely to benefit from that and get pretty much the almost de facto bid. Rapid fire number two. Yesterday was the five-year anniversary of Braxton Miller's spin move against Virginia Tech. Was that his most exciting play at Ohio State, or would you pick a different one? I'll tell you what, that's not even in my uh, top two. That was a fantastic play, but if I had to pick my my two favorites, the first one would probably be, I don't know if you remember this, it was, I think, 2012 in Happy Valley against Penn State. I think it was the third quarter. It was a third and one on the one-yard line, and... I don't know if it, it was a it was a designed QB keeper or was an option play that really had nothing going on. But Braxton kept the ball. He had like five Penn State defenders right there ready to tackle him. He yes. juked all of them and dove into the end zone for a dramatic touchdown. That's probably my number one. My number two. I think I know what your number two is. Okay, well, does it, it involve does it involve Wisconsin? Yes, it does. Yes, it was that's 2011. It was the Luke Fickle year. We forget about that because we want to forget about that year. But he was scrambling across his body and made a huge throw. To, I, I want to say Devin Smith caught the ball in the end zone to win that game with like 25 seconds left to go. Yeah, they were going to lose that game, uh, and they are also they had one of the throwback uniforms that I wasn't really a fan of. But I just I, I've blocked that game out mostly from my memory. But when I saw that, you know, like thinking about Braxton Miller, this is just one of the plays that instantly comes to mind for me. Is him 
running around and buying time with his feet and then making a tremendous throw. Threw across his body. It was like yeah. a 45 yard throw across his body. I thought, yeah, I thought it was a solid 50 yards. Whatever it was, it was, yeah, it, I haven't gone back and watched it, but yeah, I would say that Wisconsin play for me is, is the number one play I have. Rapid fire number three. Give me your expected win totals for the Browns and the Bengals this season. I went through and actually did this this morning without a ton of explanation. For the Bengals, I have 5-11. and 11. For the Browns, you're going to crap on me for this. And I know you're not going to agree with me, but I went through the schedule and this is what I saw. Okay. They're 13-3. and three. <laughs> So, there you go. Enjoy. All right. I, now, they, I was, won't, they won't be 13-3. No, three. no, no. I know. I'm, I'm putting the Browns at 10 wins. If they get to 10 wins, anything else to me is gravy. I, w- I will be very happy if they get to 10 wins. Not because the schedule is necessarily that tough, but it's because... It's my Browns, and I don't know if you're familiar with our history, <laughs> but every time my expectations go up, this team finds a way to undercut me in the most egregious ways possible. So I'm going to just set it at 10 and say that's a solid playoff berth, and let's just go from there. For the Bengals, though, I was thinking about these games. They play Jacksonville, they play at the Colts, they play the Giants, uh, and they play the Chargers. I want to say week one is the Chargers game. Those all seem very winnable to me. That seems like four wins that you should you should have circled as a Bengals fan and say, if we're anything this year, we should win those games. And then I could see them sneaking out a couple that just maybe surprise people. Joe Burrow maybe adds a victory that you otherwise wouldn't have got. So I'm going to give them six wins. I'm going to say the Bengals get the six wins this year. And that I think that's a really solid start for the first year, given how bad you were last year. That's a real solid improvement. Rapid fire number four. Which quarterback gets benched first this year? Ryan Fitzpatrick of the Dolphins, Mitchell Trubisky from your Bears, or Tyrod Taylor in Chargers? Well, all these situations are not really the same. You have Ryan Fitzpatrick and Tyrod Taylor starting in front of rookie quarterbacks. Mitch Trubisky is not doing that. I I don't think that Mitch Trubisky makes it out of the first game. So that's my answer. I think that Matt Nagy will have the quickest hook of any of these other coaches so I think that we could be seeing Mitchell Trubisky holding the clipboard before the first week is even up. See, I, I would agree with you if the argument is first one to get like at some point demoted. Period. Even if it's just for the court, like the fourth quarter of a game, and then you know maybe the next week they're like, no, 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 he's still the starter. But if it's like changing officially, I actually think Terod Taylor is going to be the first one to be sat down and said he is no longer the starter. Justin Herbert's the starter because I just. In my experience with Tyrod Taylor, I don't think he lasts more than a couple games before they decide to give the rookie a chance, and I think the way that that's the way that'll go. I could see the Dolphins having three or four decent weeks with Ryan Fitzmagic, as they always tend to do with him, as his teams do, and then it craps out. And then by week seven or eight, they can say, oh, Tua's earned it, and he's done everything right, and it was just a short, weird offseason. Yeah, I think Mitchell Trubisky is... Sorry, buddy, your team's stupid. They're going to do a lot of weird with him this year. I'm going with Tyrod Taylor. Rapid fire number five. We had some bad storms roll through the area, area yesterday. Uh, what's the worst weather moment that you guys have suffered through? I was stuck outside in a tornado with Stephen Fox when I was 11 years old. We were at his house, and like in the backyard, they had like some creepy, like instead of like like the garden gnomes that you would see, right? they were like garden gargoyles. And they were okay. made of concrete. And one of the, the winds were so bad, one of them toppled over. Oh. So in our infinite wisdom, we decided to go out there and try and straighten this thing. 
Well, we locked ourselves out. We locked ourselves out of the house. Yeah, that's real dangerous. And the tornado sirens were going off, and it was bad news, like hail was coming down. And so we started to run back to my house. And at that moment, like we were running down the street, and my mom is driving down the street. She had come to Stephen Fox's house to pick me up, and she just starts screaming at the both of us for being outside. Yeah, well, can't blame her for that. Uh, my weir- my weirdest weather, worst weather moment. Remember the derecho that came through here many, many years ago? Yeah, I didn't have power was- for a week. Yeah, um, so that I believe was 2008, if I'm not mistaken. But I know when it was from the standpoint of this. I was It was 2008. It was when I was coming back from Toronto FC. I went to go watch the crew play, and I rode on a bus that the team had paid for to like get some fans up to Toronto to go watch this game. And on the way back the next day because we stayed overnight, that was when it came through. It was on a Sunday, and it was in the afternoon. I don't know. We were probably coming back around 1 or 2 o'clock in the afternoon, somewhere around that time, and I remember the bus just... You could visibly see the bus twisting. Like You could see the front of the bus looked askew compared to where we were sitting in the back, and then it would turn, and you could just feel the bus all of a sudden just switch lanes on 71. <laughs> we all were just terrified because we didn't know if we were going to... You know what was going to happen? It's a giant bus. There's Think a about the storm. driver, man. Oh, that guy trying to keep that thing on the road. We were like every. We were all just like, "It's okay, you're doing fine. <laughs> like you're good." Because we knew. I mean, that guy didn't ask for this. He signed up to drive a bus. He's, he probably thinks it's a leisurely activity. Not. I'm going to be white knuckling it all the way down from Toronto, crossing an international border, and then have to drive through this crap. So yeah, that was pretty. Uh, Pretty hair-raising, to say the least. The Big 12 hasn't started their season yet, but we already have some problems. Details coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Still watching an injury accident on King Avenue at Neal Avenue. It is taking a little bit to get this clear. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Plan on some heavy slowdowns in the meantime, about a 5 to 10 minute backup, and use caution over here. This traffic report is sponsored by Wendy's. Wendy's is adding more spicy chicken you crave to the 4 for 4 squad with the addition of their new spicy crispy chicken sandwich. Snag it with nugs, fries, and a drink. Meal deal for value items only. Price and participation may vary. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Just a couple of guys touching rim and sucking on breath mints. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I, the, no, no. This is Man and Bone. Happy Tuesday. T-Bone has something very important to tell you. That's right, Mike. The fan studios are sponsored by Lindsay Honda. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. You can visit lindsayhonda.com for more. Uh, fan poll, 971thefan.com. How much college football did you watch this weekend? As most as I could, some or none. I got to tell you, man, I, w- I was really surprised because I watched none. And I there was a point where I remembered it was on. And I said, well, well something was on. I don't remember what game it was, but I said, well, maybe I'll flip it on. And then I, I had no interest. And I don't know if that's going to change once we get into this weekend and we have some Power 5 schools. 
playing, but you know, I know that obviously we're more than just Buckeye fans. The television ratings in this market bear that out. We're constantly one of the highest rated markets for college football, not just Buckeye games, not just Big Ten games across the board, because ultimately, I think we're sizing up the competition. We're watching Oklahoma play because like, well, I don't know if we're going to run into Oklahoma in the playoffs. So I'm going to watch this hillbilly SEC team play because I want to size them up against my team. And now that you take that out of the equation, the interest just isn't there. Maybe that changes, like I said this weekend, when we have some big boy teams playing, but I'm not excited for it. I'm, I'm really excited for the NFL game to start on Thursday. But this yeah. past weekend, I, I couldn't care less. Yeah, and I think, at least for me, I'm right there with you, and I am someone who is a diehard college football fan, or at least I've always considered myself to be one, and maybe I'm not as diehard as I thought, because I, the idea that Ohio State is not going to be a part of this season, and I know we're all holding on to hope that they will be, and I hope they are, but if the, like as of right now, there are games that are happening this week, and eventually there will be a whole season that is looking more and more like it's going to happen with hiccups or not. They're going to shove this thing through where there could be a playoff that does not involve Ohio State. And that has no interest for me. And I've realized, I actually did realize this a few years ago, that as an Ohio State fan, I always thought, oh, I watch college football like everybody else. I don't. I watch college football in a way that is is really bizarre. Like, as Ohio State fans, we largely watch to see what the other piddling, middling, terrible schools are doing. Like, I watch a Purdue-Illinois game just for laughs. It's fun. And then when Alabama plays, I take notes. You know, I'm not saying that because of the job I do. I'm saying I watch that as a Buckeye fan, and I have for years watched some of the best teams play football to say, what's going to happen when my team plays them? Do I think we could take them? I think we could, and here's why. Like, I just, I've always enjoyed looking at it that way. Without that lens applied to this season, is Alabama one of the top five teams? Of course they are. Is Clemson? Sure. Is it Florida or Georgia next in the SEC after, you know, Bama? Or does LSU deserve to be there? I don't care as much anymore. I don't care as much if there's no tangible benefit to Ohio State. And it's, it's dawned on me that I don't know what kind of football fan I would be if I was like, I don't know, born in the middle of Illinois and it just decided to be an Illinois fan. I don't. I don't mean to keep picking on them, but name your t- Indiana. If I was born in Bloomington, I assume I would be a much bigger basketball fan, and football would just be like a fun activity that I would watch college football only if I just liked watching the big boys. I wouldn't enjoy it for watching Indiana week in and week out. Maybe that doesn't make me as good of a college football fan as I used to think I was. But yeah, this week I I couldn't be bothered to turn it on. I was much more enthr- enthralled by the pro sports playoffs and. Major League Baseball, I was just into all that. I was not here for college football this past weekend. Well, we will have Power 5 Conference uh, football this weekend. However, Oklahoma will not be on the schedule. They were supposed to play Tulsa this weekend. That game has been pushed back to September 19th. They say kickoff time and television details are pending. Tulsa had to pause all their activities because of corona protocols. So the team's only practiced seven times since August 7th. And apparently they said, well, we can't. We can't play for this weekend. We, we need some more time to get ready, so they've pushed the game back. Yeah, that's Oklahoma State versus Tulsa, right? I what did say, I say? I think you said Oklahoma, but that's okay. No, I'm sorry. Oklahoma State. Yeah, that's right. That's the okay. team that you fall in love with every single year only to be disappointed. <laughs> well, not this year.
I don't think I'm going to make that mistake this year because, like I said, I'm not paying as much attention. Although, I did just see this, too. Uh, Temple season opener against Navy, which Navy got obliterated by BYU this yeah. past weekend. Uh, they've That was scheduled for September 26th. It's been moved to October 10th to allow Temple more time to prepare because apparently restrictions in Philadelphia have made it difficult for Temple to get any practice time, which... Navy's probably saying, well, I wish we could have used that excuse because they didn't look like they'd practice at all when they played BYU this past weekend. So Here's what you have this weekend, by the way. Tell me if any of these games wet your whistle. Right. You have North Carolina hosting Syracuse, North Carolina 22-point favorite. You have Iowa State hosting Louisiana. Right. All right, the yeah. Raging Cajuns, and mm-hmm. Iowa State's an 11.5-point favorite. You have Notre Dame hosting Duke. Notre Dame's favored by 20. You have Oklahoma against Missouri State. There is no line on that game because no. they win by a million. Yeah. Clemson on the road against Wake Forest. Clemson's favored by 33 points. Texas against UTEP. Texas favored by 43 points. And then you have UCF against Florida International. I'm sorry, that's postponed that game. Oh, yeah. Um, all those games, again, I just my brain started doing the thing of like, well, I'd like to see what Notre Dame looks like this year. Like to see what Clemson looks like, but why? Like, just from a college football fan standpoint, sure, see what they look like, see what they're doing. How, you know, you're not going to get a ton out of those games, but at least it's a start, right? But let's also consider this: these college football games and the ones that were played this past weekend, you're not going to have eighty thousand to a hundred thousand fans at these stadiums. You are not going to have the band, the cheerleaders, the mascots. Like, I enjoy college football, but I think college football is only good at a hundred percent. I don't think it's I don't think it's gonna be nearly as fun at fifty percent. I can't say the same thing about the NBA or the NHL. I have enjoyed watching those playoffs, even though there aren't fans. It's not the same, but I can still see a lot of what I watch pro sports for in those games. Same with Major League Baseball. When I watch college football, I have realized through this pandemic I'm not usually watching it just for the game. I am watching it for the insanity. I'm watching it for, you know, they, they play that ESPN college football theme, the bump, 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 and they come back and there's a crazy dude who weighs 400 pounds with a Nebraska logo painted on his chest. That's not going to be happening. Those are, those are the oddities of college football that I kind of look forward to. It's that whole experience and that's going to be gone. I'm trying to see if there's a better game, not in the top, not involving a top 25 team. And the answer is no. <laughs> Probably yeah. not. I mean, you're, hey, you're right. You'll see fo- Notre it's Dame. college football, Mike. You'll That's see what Clemson. You'll see Texas. You'll see those teams play this weekend, and you'll see them win by 40 points. That's what you'll see. Coming up, if you've missed anything from the first two hours of the program, we got you covered with the rundown. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find that earlier disabled vehicle has cleared from 670 eastbound at Cassidy. All lanes are now open in that area, but traffic is still slow. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care, make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. 
that recovers plan on some residual backups about a 5 to 10 minute delay. This traffic report is sponsored by Verizon. This year, we are all students. At Verizon, they're working to enable education for students in need, helping train teachers, preparing parents, and providing tech solutions for schools nationwide. It's Citizen Verizon in Action, their plan for economic, environmental, and social advancement. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Dare, dare to be dumb. The team that is better on paper will win at least 50% of the time. This is Man and Bone. Hello. Happy Tuesday. Let me tell you something. Yeah? Uh, if you like wasting time and you're a baseball fan, well, you're about to waste a lot of time. Major League Baseball has unveiled something today on MLB.com called the film room have you heard about this no i have not all right they have over three million videos going all the way back to 1929 for free and you can watch all of them there there are a million search criteria that you can utilize Batter name, pitcher name, batter side, pitcher hand, primary fielder name, primary fielder position, runner on first, runner on second, runner name on third. You can search for all of this. Like, how many times, how many videos can I find with Paul Canerco standing on first base? It will spit them out to you. Oh, my God. It will also spit out any scenario that you want. You can, you know, click under pitch result, and it says, uh, I guess... Uh, pick off caught stealing at third base, and it'll give you a database of all the videos that have that in there. My lord, um, you can that get lost in this incredible. forever. Yeah, I would say so, man. It's I'm guessing they had to use artificial intelligence or or some level of computer programming to sort all that because there's it no says way it's human... powered by Google Cloud. So okay, I'm saying there's no way a human could sit there and go. All right, clip number 1,736. This is a, well, that's a pitcher by this name. That's a hitter by this name. That's from this year. Got it. Like tagging all of that in every single one, it would take you millions of years to do that. So, yeah, you can came pick, up with a system that figured this out. Good for them. You can pick in here. You can pick day game, night game. You can pick whatever ball strike count you want, however so many you outs see, you want. Like, just to give it, like, if you wanted to see every at bat they have on video, of, um, I, I don't know, t- name a guy, right? Or, or how about this? You want to see every 3-2 count that Carlton Fisk, that they have video of, yes. what he did on those you pitches. Can, you, you can, can do search this here. Wow. And it's and all they, free. You don't have to subscribe they only to this. Have, they, maybe they only have 20 videos of that, but you'll see all 20 of them. They'll all pop up. You don't have to go searching for it. That's amazing. Man, I'm going to waste some time later on this thing. Well, I'll tell you, me and the kids found a great time waster this past weekend that I wish I had thought of this or known of this during the six months where we've been stuck in our house and they've been off of school. Did Have you ever looked at like a flight tracking app? I mean, I know we've we've all used something like that at some point. If you have a loved one on a plane, oh, you mean, find out you when mean they're get there. the fake ones that actually show the airplanes flying over the yes. poles and stuff? The, no. <laughs> the fake ones, yeah. The fake ones. No, a buddy of mine, he tweeted this out. He said, my buddy Chris, Chris said... I'm out on my patio and I'm watching planes go overhead and I'm using the flight tracker app. This is life. And I thought, why have I never ever decided to do that? Cause I, I love planes. I love aviation. I wish I knew more about it. It's fascinating to me. So took the kids out. We downloaded an app and we went out on our patio on Saturday and probably for a solid hour. We're just out there 
looking up planes that were flying towards us and then pulling up the flight info. It tells you where they're coming from, what speed they're traveling, what altitude. And then we would scan the skies until we found it and say, oh, there it is. 35,000 feet up. There's a Delta flight going from Denver to Washington, D.C. And we just we were like my kids thought that was the greatest thing ever. And I, as a kid, would not believe it if you told me that I would be carrying something in my pocket that would enable me to do that. I also wouldn't believe I'd be able to pull up, you know, whatever at bat from whatever hitter from whatever year ever on a Major League Baseball website. Technology's wild, man. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm just screwing around with this. Maybe it's more limited than I thought. Because I just put in Carlton Fisk, and then I put hit result, home run, and it said swing and miss. We don't have any results for your search. Oh. Well, like, well, well you should, dumbass. Are they, are they fully rolled out yet? Maybe they're still getting that all sorted out. Maybe give it a few weeks. I'm just maybe. saying, Hall of Famer? One of yeah, the greatest right. offensive catchers ever? You don't have one Carlton Fisk home run for me on here? Come on. I mean, <laughs> I'm done with you this. Should, you I'm should finished. have. Boy, that was quick. I think that's, Ted, that's got to be the quickest we've ever seen him Get hyped I about something. I was excited and now and I'm get not. off of it. Forget about it. How do they not have at least the one where he's waving the ball fair? Like that. That's exactly. one of the most iconic plays in the history exactly. of baseball. Exactly. Against the Reds. Was that 75, Teddy? That one that was? Who won that series, Teddy? Who won that World Series? Put your headphones on. That ahead. was the Reds in seven games. They that's won right. that series. There you and, go. and you heard it earlier this year on great games. That's right. However, if you search for home run, they have. 26,000 results for you, but not one of them. Carlton Fisk. Didn't happen, though. No. Uh, rundown, hit it. Common Man and T-Bones, the rundown. The rundown. We still have no update on any potential second vote by Big Ten presidents and chancellors. We thought maybe it would come late last week. It did not happen. I would assume it would be happening soon. I know they were gathering medical evidence to support whatever decision they're going to vote for. I did see today that Mike DeWine, the governor of the state, got in contact with Gene Smith and inquired because even the governor wants to know, hey, what's going on with Buckeye football this year? And Gene gave some answer that they're still optimistic they can get something done. But again, I, I don't know what that means. When when this story first started to break, I was optimistic that they would reconvene and say, all right, we're ready to go and we'll be ready to go by uh, early to mid-October. Let's go. The more this drags on, I, I, I don't, I'm sure they'll come together and have some sort of groundbreaking announcement where they tell us, rest easy, kids. We're going to have a postseason scenario where we can compete in the Rose Bowl. And by the way, around Christmas time is when we'll get started. And I'm not excited in the least for that because there are, there's one prize we're playing for now. And it's the playoffs and a national championship. If that's taken off the table. I don't know what this glorified scrimmage is going to do for anybody. Yeah, I really don't know either, Mike. And let's just let's do the math on this, okay? There, if you believe all of the people who have looked at this and the football coaches association, they came out with their guidelines for what they think would be safe to return to play. Everyone says about six weeks is what you need to build back up. Now, if you listen to a crazy person like Jim Harbaugh, he says he can have his guys ready to go in two weeks, which I think is laughable. But let's just say five to six weeks, given that there was already a start and guys have been staying in shape, but they're not hitting, they're not playing football yet. If you assume it's five to six weeks to get ready, that means if the Big Ten were to give the okay by this weekend, that would give you, what, three more weekends in September, 
and then probably another two in October. You're looking at mid-October if they get it together this week. If they push it to next week, that's still mid to late October. If it's anything beyond that, they're not starting until November. So I don't, I don't, I'm with you. Like they've, if, if it doesn't come out this week, I start to get very nervous about the idea that they're playing in October. And then that means that's feeling like the end of their chances to be able to be a part of the college football playoffs, unless they come out with a November plan and say, Oh, and by the way, the college football playoffs said they'll include us and they'll wait for us in the Pac 12. We're starting together November 1st or whatever the first weekend in November is. Maybe that's what happens. But outside of some other change from the playoffs, they don't get it done this week. I don't know how they start and get done by the time the playoffs need to be settled. Man, how great would that be, by the way, if and I, we, we've heard all the comments from Dabo Swinney and the like, which is, we're ready oh. to go. We don't want to wait for you. <laughs> if their hand is forced and they have to, and you have yeah. to accommodate the Pac-12 or the Big Ten, hopefully both, starting the season in November, but they have to wait on the playoffs for those two conferences to get their games in, I would love that. I would yeah. love it because my team's involved, but I would love it because I know all the hillbillies are pissed off. I'd love it too because you know what would happen is if, if they were the ones that had to play late and play past the date and, you know, they were the ones rushing to get their season in. Yeah, they'd say, it's not football without us. Well, Dabo, yes, they would say that. And then Dabo would complain and say, well, my guys just got done playing two weeks ago. They've been sitting on their ass for a month. That's not fair. They're all rested and ready to go. And we got all these injuries. But. Now, if it does go the other way, I guarantee you Dabo Swinney will say it's not fair the Big Ten and Pac-12 have a chance to play up until like a week or two before the playoffs and then go play again while they're still fresh and will have been sitting. All my guys will be dead. They'll just be passed out, tired, and they're just going to be complacent. And we have to wait a month. That's not fair. No matter what you do, they will complain, I guarantee you, in SEC land and ACC land where he lives, that it's not fair. So I hope you're right. I hope that it does work out that they get the playoffs and Ohio State and Pac-12 can be involved. You know what I do find so interesting, too, is that a guy like Jim Harbaugh, and by the way, Michigan's president has been pretty steadfast that you know they voted against this. <laughs> they don't yeah. think they should be yeah. playing football. They may change their minds. I have no idea. But Jim Harbaugh, who they pay like $8 million to, Highest paid guy, obviously, at the university. You can make a case that he is one of the most powerful guys in the state, all right? Has yeah, no yeah. information. I mean, he is apparently texting the school president, trying to get some information, and he's getting nothing in return. He can't even get his phone calls returned. How about that? Oh, I. how about it indeed? And let me just point this out. You think Jim Harbaugh is weird now? Let a Big Ten vote happen. Where Michigan says we're not playing regardless of the outcome of this vote. We are not playing. And maybe Illinois joins them or a couple other schools. But it's not enough to stop the season from happening. And Jim Harbaugh has to sit and watch Ohio State and Ryan Day and Justin Fields take the field. And Michigan is on their hands and they don't get to play at all. You don't think you're going to see the weirdness of Jim Harbaugh emerge? I wonder what he would do. I wonder if he would be sort insane. of tow the company line and he'd be the, well, we care about our kids here and blah, 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 if he'd be that guy. Or if he'd be just going rogue, saying, I can't believe we're not playing. This is killing me. Our guys work so hard. I wonder which avenue he would take on that. I can tell you what avenue he will take on that. He will drive down with a milk truck 
like Stone Cold Steve Austin to the OSU facility and be banging on the door, or not Stone Cold, like Kurt Angle. That was Kurt Angle with the milk truck. He'll be banging on the door, and he'll get like Chase Winovich to come back from the NFL, and he'll get a couple other loser former players to show up and be like, we're going to play right now. That's what he would be doing. He'll be banging on the door, begging for a game, and Ohio State won't let him in. Common Man and T-Bones, The Rundown. The Rundown. Roger Goodell says we could be in store for a very weird season. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident on... You'll find an accident on 670 Eastbound at Leonard. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Avenue, plan on some slowdowns in this area. About a 5 to 10 minute delay as they try to get things clear. And please use extra caution over here. This traffic report is sponsored by Crafts P3 Portable Protein Packs. Try Crafts P3 Portable Protein Packs, a snack with up to 13 grams of protein from three delicious ingredients, meat, cheese, and nuts. Because three is better than one. P3 is packaged in convenient on-the-go container. So if you have a hectic commute or need a boost of energy, P3 is there to help you take on the day. Only an array with fan traffic. Objects in radio may be dumber than they appear. This is Man and Bone. Gonna take some gasoline, burner half down. So I was telling you, does T-Bone ever read here? Am I just making that I, up? I do, I do. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll stop singing now. Would you like me to tell you about this? I would love you to tell me about some Connecticut. That's right. If your water smells or tastes bad, if you get chalky white residue on your glasses or silverware, you might have some funk in your water. Chalky white residue. (laughs) All those are caused by problem water. This area is prone to some really funky water, but Connecticut wants you to know that you can get their help. And they have got some great deals for you. For a limited time, they're extending all their special equipment discounts uh, for the Premier Series water softener or the Revolutionary K5 drinking water station. You can find out more about those systems, which I have in my house, and the discounts you can get on them right now by going to ConnecticutColumbus.com. Their installers are professional. They come in. We had ours installed right during the height of everything going on with coronavirus. They had masks on. They were, you know... Everything was done well, and I appreciated the Connecticut people for taking that into consideration. So if you want to find out more about how to get the funk out of your water, ConnecticutColumbus.com is the place to go. Get the funk out of your water. Odell Beckham Jr., plop on my... (laughs) (laughs) Just keep it going. Go right ahead. Hey, he did it. He did address that on Instagram. Oh, he did. He did. Uh, Yeah. What did he he say? He he said that... uh, can you tell he me made, what he said? He made a jo- yeah, he made All a little right. joke out of it. He said, people try to throw a lot of crap my way, but i just not going to let it get, off, get me off my game. So mm-hmm. he didn't say So crap, he didn't deny it. He No, he said, people are trying to throw a lot of stuff at me. I'm not letting that get me off of what I'm trying to do. He didn't flat out deny it. He All also right. didn't flat out acknowledge it. He just made a reference to it. So we'll leave it at that. I told you about this MLB.com, this film room they've put together, this database of 3 million videos. It's obviously weighted very heavily towards recent stuff, okay? Because right. if you type in Carlton Fisk, it gives you 27 results. 
Okay. So there's 27 videos featuring Carlton Fisk in some way, shape, or form. That could be an interview. That could be a home run. Whatever it is. If you type in our guy, Daniel Palka. Palka. He's the Palka. Palka. Who had like a cup of coffee in Major League yes. Baseball. Right. Like a season and a half. You get 2,663 <laughs> results. So oh Carlton gosh. Fisk, 27 results. Daniel Palka. 2,663 results. Well, since we're talking about players who played for teams with socks in the name, I mean, don't type in Luis Robert. Otherwise, I think that thing will just explode. My guy. That guy's giving you, oof, your he, team, he man. He the ball a long way. He does. He is He is fun to watch, man. That dude, I've checked into more than a few White Sox games because I know you don't like to hear it. Your, your young, exciting team is a lot of fun to watch. I hope you're enjoying them as much as I am. I, I am not enjoying them. I, I know. barely I know. watch. Although I will tell you this. Jose Abreu is criminally underrated. I mean, yeah. he's, been, he's been doing this for a long time. He leads the league again this year in home runs and RBI so far. And I feel like nobody talks about him. And we should be talking about him just because he has a ponytail chin beard. I was going to say. And he wears what? 97 that pounds looks... of gold on his chest. And I have no idea how he can catch up to a 100-mile-an-hour fastball with, like, amulets crashing <laughs> against his sternum. <laughs> right. It's like he's wearing a treasure chest. And he has pinched all the hair on his chin into the most painful little braid yes. I think I've ever seen. And then he has a giant wad of tobacco. And all of that seems like that would make that very uncomfortable to swing at a baseball going know, 98 miles an it. hour. He's Captain Lou Albano. He's also put a safety pin through his cheek. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> uh, Roger Goodell, the NFL season starts up on Thursday. He was talking to Peter King from Football Morning in America. And he was asked about the possibility of not every single team wind up wound, winding up playing 16 games. Here's what he said. I don't know. We're prepared if we have to do that. We've obviously gone through some work on that basis with teams. There will be potential competitive inequities that will be required this season because of the virus and because of the circumstances that we wouldn't do in other years. That's going to be the reality of 2020. If we feel like we have an outbreak, that's going to be driven by medical decisions, not competitive decisions. I find it interesting because it's really the first time we've heard the commissioner say, Yes, there may in fact be a situation where you have a team that plays 14 games or a team that plays 15 games or 16 games and will have to determine playoffs and seeding based on that. Yeah, well, and that's why I think the NFL season and the college football season are two entirely different animals because, look, I am no fan of Roger Goodell's, but Roger Goodell is being held accountable by a few things. One, the ownership and the legal entity that the NFL is. They are at risk if you screw around with coronavirus. But number two, and, and just as importantly, is you have a players union that can say, we're not down with being forced to play in a situation. And we're not okay with playing a game where, let's say, 30% of our roster has thrown a positive coronavirus test and can't play. Well, that's, that's going to lead to not just health concerns with coronavirus, but you might be putting guys out on the field who are not in position to play what they are doing. They are not they're not in that spot. They don't typically play that position. Like I think I saw one school in college football is talking about rolling out offensive linemen to play tight end this weekend because all their tight ends are sick. Or or sick. They've tested positive. I don't know if they're sick. But the point is 
the NFL, I can see the players union say, no, we're not doing that. You're not, you're not making offensive linemen play tight end. That's right. Someone's going to get hurt. So if they do that and they put their foot down, which it sounds like they have, Roger Goodell is rightfully saying the number one concern is the health of our players. Getting 16 games for every team in the NFL is a secondary concern. And I don't think that's a wrong stance to take. I think it's a very different stance than what you're hearing from like Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma today said they're not going to tell you who tested positive or how many, not who, how many people on their team have tested positive for coronavirus. He said because it's a competitive disadvantage if they do. That's not the way to look at this, is how it impacts your football team. You have to look at it on how it impacts the safety. I guess today's not the day where Lincoln Riley's a guidance counselor. No, no, no. Depends on the day. No, today he's not. Tomorrow, though, guidance counselor. Yeah, exactly. Today, hardcore football coach worried about a competitive disadvantage. Right. So he's saying we're not going to report how many guys we... So you could have two guys test positive and be out, or you could have 15 guys test positive. As long as it doesn't hit the threshold for the Big 12, they're not going to disclose that information because that could cause some kind of competitive disadvantage. That makes you wonder what else are they not going to be willing to disclose if it impacts them competitively. I'm glad Roger Goodell for the NFL is saying... Our teams will not necessarily be guided by that. They will be guided by what is best for the players. That's the benefit of having the players union in the NFL. College football doesn't have that. Lots of money being handed out in the National Football League today. We'll discuss coming up next. Cowan Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services track. Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Center. Good evening. You'll find an earlier accident has cleared from 670 eastbound at Leonard Avenue. All lanes are now open in that area. But traffic is still slow as it recovers. Plan on some residual backups about a five-minute slowdown. This traffic report is sponsored by Wendy's. Wendy's is adding more spicy chicken you crave to the 4 for 4 squad with the addition of their new spicy crispy chicken sandwich. Snag it with nugs, fries, and a drink. Meal deal for value items only. Price and participation may vary. Only an array with fan traffic. The most listened to show in Greenland. This is Man and Bone. Happy Tuesday. Or as they say in Greenland. What do they say? Happy Tuesday. <laughs> oh. I wonder good. what the temperature is in Nuck Greenland today. Let's take a look. All right. Well, you tell me. Because uh, I... I would I would venture a guess. I don't know, but I'm right, guessing the guess? they did it. not. Well, no, I was venturing a guess that they do not have the precipitation, at least as far as rainfall that we just had over the last twenty four hours. I don't think so. Um, I'm going to say in Greenland today it is forty seven degrees. It's forty six. Good job, Bone. Wow, forty six, mostly cloudy. Tomorrow forty two and some uh, rain. That All sounds right. lovely. Yeah, I am. I am for the first time in many years because it's been such a weird year what i'm actually ready for i am actually ready for fall oh my god usually i hate it i know and you're fighting with me all the time you're like i want it to be 97 degrees i want to sweat for my man boobs (laughs) 
I trust me, I want it to be warm. I don't like it being cold. But here's what I'm saying. I would be if I could opt into like two weeks of prime fall. I'm talking all the leaves are the orange and reds and yellows. I am talking the it is a crispy 40, 45 degrees, 47 degrees with the sun out. It maybe bumps up to 50, the height of the heat of the day, and then back down in like the upper 30s for the evening temps. And if you give me that for two weeks, little hot cider that I could drink while oh, I go to a pumpkin patch. Hot cider. I'm all in for that for two weeks. What I'm not in for then is six months of rain and 40, which is what we're going to get in our winter. Well, we're not there yet. I know. All right? I'm saying so I would opt count in. Your chickens. Though, Global warming's I, coming. You're not going to get any of that. I'm right. I want a little bit of fall, and then I would like to have either real winter or just no winter. But I don't want this crap that we get where we get 40 and rain, and we call that winter. That's no Dude, fun. As the daughter of three little girls, you will understand completely what I'm talking about here. Because, you know, the little girls, and I, I assume boys are the same, but I don't have a boy, so I can't tell you. They like to tell everyone they meet their life story. Yep. According to them. Yes. And so, you know, Samantha and I were playing outside the other day, and I was joking around with her. She, you know, I said, Daddy's too hot. You know, so when, when Daddy gets too hot, Daddy's butt sweats, right? And she thought that was really funny. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, I don't like it hot either because my butt sweats when it's hot too. I'm excited for it to get cool. Blah, blah, blah. It was a little funny exchange. I thought nothing of it. Right. A couple days later, we're walking outside, you know, neighbor walking down, down the street, walking a little doggy that Samantha knows the name of this dog. She knows the name of all the neighborhood dogs and you know, she's excited to see this dog. And, you know, the, the owner of the dog says, oh, hi, Samantha. How you doing? And she just blurts out, my daddy's butt sweats when it gets hot outside. <laughs> Yes, it does. Yeah. And yeah. thank you for sharing that with someone. See, this is the thing, man. Kids, they they pick the things that you will never expect them to say, and then they put it with situations where it's totally not the time to say it. It's not that it's bad with she didn't say anything wrong, but for you, you're like, Did you have to say that one phrase right here, right now? Couldn't we have just said that any other time but mm -hmm. not here? Yeah, they have a way of doing that, man. Uh, what did I tease? Oh, lots of money changing hands in the National Football League today. Deshaun Watson has a new contract with the Texans. It will pay him $156 million in new money. It keeps him under contract through the 2025 season. $39 million a year has a total value at signing of $174.17 million. And he will receive $73 million in full guarantees. We had heard previously that Deshaun Watson wanted a, a shorter contract, didn't want the Pat Mahomes type deal, and he didn't get one. I mean, he gets one that pays him a lot of money, but in terms of length, it doesn't approach what Pat Mahomes has. Right. No, it's well, but he, I think that Deshaun Watson is a really good quarterback, and I, I do like watching him play, and I think he's a really talented quarterback. I think it's not fair to judge him this way, but. This is the reality. You're a quarterback who wins the Super Bowl in this league. You're going to get paid more than a guy who hasn't yet. I think that has more to do with the Texans overall than I think it has to do with him. But, you know, Pat Mahomes has a Super Bowl ring. They're not going to ignore that when it comes time to hand out the checks. No, I agree with that. But I, I also bet you that the Texans, given the weird offseason they've had, where they let their number one you know, wide receiver walkout could be the number one wide receiver in the National Football League, DeAndre Hopkins, who's about to get a new deal with the Cardinals, by the way. They won't let him walk out the door. There's a lot of uncertainty about the direction of that team. They would have signed Deshaun Watson to a 10-year deal, probably not at the Pat Mahomes money, 
But no. if, if if Deshaun Watson wanted that long-term security, they would have signed him to a 10-year deal, don't you think? Yeah, he, he would rather have the option to go get another contract. And I don't blame him for that. And get one at, get, get get on one at a better rate. Yeah, and I, I totally agree with you on that. Because I, I think there's a chance that he does win a Super Bowl. I think he's that good of a quarterback. I've thought that ever since he came out of college. I was shocked he fell that low. I was mad my Browns passed on a chance to draft him. So, yeah, I, I consider me a Deshaun Watson believer it's just I understand why they're not giving him the biggest deal you've ever seen in NFL history because I don't think that's probably where he is right now, but also because you're right. He wants a chance to earn another contract. Davion Clowney is signing a deal with the Titans. It says for up to $15 million, which means it won't be. Um, so he held out for less money here. He would have gotten more money in Seattle. He would have gotten more money from the Browns. Uh, who else offered him a deal? Am I missing something? Um, I'm I'm blanking on who it is. Anyway, this this else. may be a terrific situation for him in Tennessee. That defense is very good, and maybe this is the thing that sort of pushes them over the edge. But I know I know the Browns offered him twice this amount of money, and he yeah. turned it down. Now he said, "Quote." Uh, it, it came down to familiarity. Fami- That's a word I can't say. Familiarity. That's right. Over economics. Packing now to head there in the morning. This was him breaking the news he was signing with the Titans. There were some rumblings last week that maybe he signs with the Saints and they wind up trading him to, it turns out, the Ravens, but that was nixed by the league. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I don't blame a guy for looking at the two seasons that were had last year and saying... I feel more comfortable at Tennessee because they actually made the playoffs, and I think I can help improve that situation. Now, I personally, I know this sounds like it's coming from a Browns homer, but anyone who's listened here knows, if I don't believe in my team, I'll tell you. I do think the Browns are poised to be just as good, if not better, than the Titans this year because I think they've got more weapons. I got them at 13-3, and three, buddy. I know you do. Take it to I- the bank. I'll take, I'll take three off of that and give me a 10-6, and six, and I'm thrilled. Like, I'm... Let's roll. Let's see what they can do in the playoffs. I'd be thrilled with them getting to 10 wins, and then we go from there. But I don't blame him for looking at last year and saying, I don't trust the Browns. I can look at the last 20 years and tell you that. But I do think this year, if he had chosen to go to the Browns, he would have made more money, and I think he would be in a similar situation, which is he's on a team that's going to be probably a pretty good playoff team, is what I'm hoping for the Browns this year. And I think that's also what the Titans project to be, too. I find the hierarchy of NFL owners fascinating. Do you happen to know off the top of your head, or take a guess, who the richest owner in the NFL is? Well, I don't have to, because I did see this story. Well, thanks um, for spoiling it. it all right, is, I'll, I'll guess anyway. No, forget it. It is... <laughs> my butt sweats. It is Panthers owner David Tepper. Yeah, he is I worth it shocking. $13 billion. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say, because I saw this story earlier... It's a list of like the richest people in America. Yes, it is Forbes's list of the four hundredth, four hundred. What? Yeah, richest people in America, wealthiest Americans. I find it interesting that the richest guy in the richest sports league is only fourteenth. You know what I mean? Like that the highest ranking one there. I think he was fourteenth on the list of billionaires. So there are thirteen people richer than him. Or is 41st. it forty first? 41st, sorry, 41st. I, trans- I transposed the number. So there's 40 other people richer than him, and yes. that's the richest guy in the NFL. That Just is in this staggering. country. That's staggering to me. Yes, that- he has an estimated net worth of $13 billion. Um, He paid cash for his football team, too, which 
Most of these guys do not do that. Even billionaires don't pay cash, but he did. $2.275 billion. There are 15 NFL owners that crap, crack, and crap, crack the top 400. Odo Beckham Jr. is on my mind. <laughs> right. I knew you were thinking it, buddy. Uh, the, the lowest rung on this totem pole is worth a measly $2.1 billion. I mean, that's just disgusting. Yeah. Uh, here's what you have. You have Jerry Jones. He comes in at number 56 overall. He's valued at $8.6 billion. Stan Kroenke, who yeah. owns the Rams, he is valued at $8.3 billion. Shad Khan, $7.8 billion. Stephen Ross owns the Dolphins, $7.4 billion. Uh, just to see where your guys are, Jimmy Haslam is 295th on this list at $2.9 billion. Uh, and uh, Mike Brown not listed. Mm-hmm. Go figure. Because all of his equity is in the team. Yeah, going to guess that also the, uh, oh, God, why am I blanking on his name? Raiders owner, Mark Davis. I'm guessing he's not on this list either. No, he's not, not the on same this reason. list. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's fascinating to me, though. We shouldn't be shocked at how much money some of these guys have, like David Tepper, but I, I, I equate that to if you were to walk into a Bugatti dealership you would not expect to see someone, you know, who who works a normal job. You would expect to see a billionaire there, and that's what you're looking right. at in the NFL. Is it's not, of course, it's all billionaires because that's what it takes. Only the billionaires are the ones who can afford to go buy one of these teams for fun, and so that's how it works. And as rich as David Tepper is, Jeff Bezos is like a hundred times richer than he is. <laughs> that is disgusting. <laughs> uh, back oh, page coming up. Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Common man here for care, heating, and cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face. As I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crap or temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Good evening. Watch out for a serious accident blocking two lanes of I-70 westbound after US-33. There's emergency crews blocking the two right lanes. Traffic is stop and go and still building in this area. Plan about a 5 to 10 minute backup. Please use extra caution as they try to work things clear. This traffic report is sponsored by Wendy's. Wendy's is adding more spicy chicken you crave to the 4 for 4 squad with the addition of their new spicy crispy chicken sandwich. Snag it with nugs, fries, and a drink. Meal deal for value items only. Price and participation may vary. I'm the NRA with fan traffic. Buckeye Show coming up at the top of the hour. The fine host of the Buckeye Show, your friend and mine, Timmy Hall. Hello, Timmy. You guys, man and bone, happy Monday. I feel like you, common man. I just had to slip on a hoodie. It's like an iceberg, an ice chest in my basement right now. First of all, it's Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Uh, oh, yeah. I've oh, done that today, though. So there you go. I do have a bone to pick with you about something. Uh-oh. It's what day is it? I, mean, I heard... Day. Stop it. I heard you ranting and raving about how you don't understand how anybody can wear 100% cotton anything. It has to have some sort of stretchy <laughs> fabric in it. Oh, you heard that. I did hear it because they made a promo out of it and it was running during our show. Not because I actually listened to your show. Of course. Of course. <laughs> yes. 
But I heard you say that, and I only wear 100% cotton t-shirts. And here's the reason why. Because any stretchy material in the shirt I've found, while comfortable, also accentuates my man bust line. And I don't like that. Now, you may say, well, the the answer lies in you losing some weight. That's not going to be the the case. So I'm going to stick with the cotton t-shirts because they don't drape as much over my bosom. Wait, wait. I'm not talking about I'm not talking about the like dry fit kind of uh, tight form fitting shirts. You know they make regular t-shirts with this new material. I'm aware now. of it and they I'm don't talking about yeah, the jeans no, Timmy, too. Timmy, of the three of us, who has like the least of a you! problem with his weight? No, thank you. I, the least of the problem with his weight, that's you. If Mike is saying it's a problem, I can concur with Mike. I don't like thin t-shirts because there's no chance of like making this form look any better in those shirts. Like that's I get what you're saying, Mike. You want the thicker, heavier t-shirt right, and it's that kind of creates a, a like blocky a, look. It's not a tight t-shirt, but even no. if the material is If it touches thin, your skin, I, I kind of see what you're you know, saying. You it, know, it shows everything that you have under there might see you know some curvature maybe oh you see some curvature <laughs> maybe the like the golf shirts that i wear they're so super thin you can if it like if the wind blows and it pushes it right up against the bosom the, you know the tip of the nip is is something that might show tip but of the nip? i i gotta tell you the the main theme there and i hoped the right part made it to the promo i was talking about jeans and i've noticed this in the last five years with blue jeans they are infusing the spandex like the two and a half percent of spandex into the denim jeans and i cannot go back because the waistline albeit i'm skinny fat when the t-shirt hangs over you can't tell what kind of fatness is going on that little extra bit of spandex with the jeans really helps me move and you know do my exercises and really bend and get really get really <laughs> do your down exercises in, in jeans. Yeah. What are you, the Duggar family? <laughs> sure, Timmy. Sure. Let me tell you, they're over putting, right now. Timmy, you, <laughs> take this as a compliment. They are not putting the spandex in the jeans for you to do exercises in. They're putting the spandex in for guys like me exactly, to be able right? to fit into jeans. That's why that exists. Sure. That's why yeah. it's gotten popular. Is because we got a bunch of thick thighs going around trying to put well, jeans on. And I'm just telling you, but it, you're right. It does make a better product. I agree. The spandex in the or whatever they're putting in there to yes. stretch the jeans. Yes, spandex. I, do, I, do, I do like that in the jeans. I don't like it in the t-shirts, though. Right. I, I'm with you. There. I, I can understand that. I like it with my golf shirts. And mainly that was a golf shirt thing. I cannot have the 100% cotton with the floppy collars. Once a collar goes, it's just it never holds its form ever again. <laughs> There's some great things going on with the collar tech in the golf industry. I love it. It holds the form. So I'll never, never go back there. But the jeans I put on, it gives me that confidence to really like crush a six pack of cupcakes and just feel good about myself going forward. What's coming up on the Buckeye Show tonight? Coming up tonight, we got a good full hour. We'll, we'll spend this first segment getting everybody caught up with uh, things with the Big Ten and some uh, college football showing up this weekend. We've got fifty Buckeyes making fifty-three man rosters in the National Football League. We'll go over some notes with uh, with these dudes and another contract coming out. The Big Daddy, he'll be the special guest at six thirty-three tonight. Paul Keels will stop by. Are you on for one hour or two hours tonight? 
I hope I've prepared for two. Oh, you, you said you got a big full hour. I, I, you Did I say that? me for a second. Yes, you have two big full hours tonight. Two big full hours. Two hours of the Buckeye Show, then inside the crew at eight. Back page. The Back Page. The Back Page. With Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING. Odell Beckham Jr. has also prepared for two. <laughs> Go ahead, Bone. That's prepared. <laughs> oh, it That's stinks for in sure. Here. That's for sure. Uh, so, Teddy and I were talking about this before the show, and I think this is going to be a game changer for NASCAR. I am so excited about this. NASCAR has announced that the Auto Club Speedway out in California, which is a two-mile track in the Inland Empire down in Southern California, they are ditching that track, and they are turning it into a half-mile short track. This is from a report that The Athletic put out, and it's been confirmed by NASCAR. They have submitted to San Bernardino County... Uh, plans that show them taking the existing track after next year's spring race in California. They're going to rip that up, and they're going to put in a half-mile track, a much smaller track that will have long straightaways and high banks like they have at the Bristol Speedway, if you're familiar with that. That will give NASCAR... Is that Fontana? A, uh, yeah, it's, it's, that, it's that speedway out there. They are going to get rid of that and replace it with a shorter track that should provide a little better racing Fans have been clamoring in NASCAR for more short tracks, fewer of these big speedways. So NASCAR fans rejoice. If you are a NASCAR fan or if you used to be one and you'd like to come back to it in a couple years, there's going to be another short track on the schedule, and I can't wait. Buckeye Show is coming up next. Listen to Timmy and Paul Keels talk about stretchy pants, and we'll see you tomorrow. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care, make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Traffic. From the Logan AC and Heat Services Traffic Center. Good evening. Watch out for an accident now blocking the shoulder of I-70 westbound after US-33. All lanes have reopened in that area, but traffic is still slow as it recovers. Watch out for backups coming from James Road, about a five-minute delay. This traffic report is sponsored by Wendy's. Wendy's is adding more spicy chicken you crave to the 4 for 4 squad with the addition of their new spicy crispy chicken sandwich. Snag it with nugs, fries, and a drink. Meal deal for value items only. Price and participation may vary. Only an array with fan traffic. Broadcasting from the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus. Hey, Common Man here. I know what you're thinking. This guy again. But we have some special bonus stuff for you. Sponsored, of course, by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. One is angry. The other one is bald. What do you think I mean, bald? Here's man and bone. I want to point something out. All right. I too would be bald if I don't if I didn't take these pills every single day. <laughs> I've been taking the Propecia pills or whatever the generic is called now. Yeah. For almost 20 years. It's called amateur Pecia. <laughs> I didn't think about it for a second. Good job. <laughs> and I'm so terrified that if I stop taking these pills. Like, my hair will just fall out in one day. All of it. 
Yeah. Well, it was funny because we were watching last night. I had the NBA games on and uh, ESPN. I'm trying to remember who was alongside uh, Richard Jefferson. I wanted, Richard I Jefferson. Yes. Uh, maybe. I don't remember. It's one of the bald guys that does ESPN broadcast, whatever. And so Richard Jefferson is obviously shaved head. This guy also shaved head, you know, probably trying to forestall the inevitable. And Melissa's like, wow, man, everybody's just, you know, out here not embracing their baldness. And I'm like, you're, I, I too shave. Like, I don't let it grow long. I don't have like the, you know, coconut with a Hulu skirt on it. Like, no, I'm not going to do that. You need a different look and you can't shave it all the way. No, I can't be totally bald. You look like a clan member. Thanks. You, thanks. you would. I, you would look like a total I clan mean, member if you were totally bald. I would think you look like a clan member if you show up with a hood on. Like, that makes you... Yeah, but don't you just stop What am I now. supposed to do? I'm bald. Like, I just... You have that look to you. A fat white guy who's bald. No, Is there are it? other white people who can pull it off. I'm just <laughs> saying that that's not something you could pull off. I don't think. No, I have, like, shaved it all the way down. It's too much maintenance. That's I don't know if people realize that's a lot of shaving. That is you got to do it every day. Yeah, oh yeah, to get the to get the cue ball look. Yeah, like I have the stubble going, and sometimes it gets a little longer. Then I have to shave it back down. But the the cue ball polished dome thing that's a whole nother level. Like of Stanley commitment. Tucci. Stanley Tucci is a white guy, but he can pull off the shaved head look without you looking at Stanley Tucci like oh he's going to burn a cross on somebody's lawn. But you're you, saying, I, I think you're people saying get the wrong impression. You would accuse me of it even though you know me and know I would never do right. something like that. I that's, know, I know, I've known you the, for years. That's bad. But I would just yell well, racist at you and run away. Well, I'm glad I don't shave my head all the way down then. Is it okay where it is now? Because oh, it's just fine want, now. Okay, good. I yeah, just want to make sure. like every other fat soccer-loving yes, guy good. right now. I don't, <laughs> don't want to give off any vibes that are not accurate. So, good. All right. A special thank you for consuming all the stupidity we can safely shove down your gullet. Come back for more podcasts. And again, the podcast is sponsored by our friends because they pay us. Care, heating, and cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. Stop listening now. The podcast is over. Turn it off. Go do something.